The Hurling Pod on OTB Sports. I know you listened to James Gehill's podcast with Will Darren Paul. They asked James who was going to win. He said Galway. But why do you think? Because I just really, really want him to win. <laughs> Subscribe to the GA podcast feed on the OTB Sports app now. The Football Pod on OTB Sports in partnership with AIB, proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. You're very welcome along to episode 25 of the Football Pod. James O'Donoghue is with me. Paddy Andrews is with me. Paddy, we're a day late. I say 18 hours late with the pod this week. We've all had a busy couple of days. We, first of all, we want to apologise to our listeners. There's okay, I, I had a wedding. I was groomsman. Wasn't that important. I was groomsman this weekend at a wedding. Ended up being a tree there. James O'Donoghue was best man at a wedding. We'll come back to that in a moment. James, good advice for all of our listeners out there who may be taking on that role pretty soon. Paddy Andrews, what was your excuse? <laughs> I was down in lovely Limerick yesterday at the JP McManus Pro-Am, which was a, a great day. Lots of GA people there, bumped mm-hmm. into quite a few GA heads. Uh, but it was a brilliant day. We, we were down at work uh, and we stayed overnight. So uh, that's why I wasn't in shape for recording uh, last night's pod. So None of those were. Apologies, yeah. You two lads really took the piss now with three days. Well, Pod should have got, got an old pro-am invite there, shouldn't we? Hmm. That's leave it up to Tommy again. Well, Tommy, to be, your bag. To be fair, you boys give me a bit of grief about this stuff. To be fair, Golf Weekly didn't even get a pro-am invite this week. And they're pretty much the only golf podcast going in Ireland. So, James, lay it out to me. Jonathan Lyon, an old teammate, a good buddy of yours, got married this weekend. You were best man. Oh, I was. How did it go? We went a few pints Thursday, just to settle the nerves for him. Yeah. Uh, Friday then, we went up to his place, threw on the toxes, which was savage touch. Nice. Um, out to Glimbe for the church. Lovely. And then back into Clarny, then into the Great Southern for a, a great wedding, in fairness. And then back out to Glimbe the following day. Okay. It's a big, Long it's few a big days. end. Like- Run down now afterwards since a couple of days. Very bad sore throat today. <laughs> You you had a very important a very important role at the wedding. You carried the rings. You had, a, you had a speech to make. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Let's not get into the weeds on it. But have you any just one bit of advice to anyone out there who's getting ready to, you know, say the words for their best friend at the wedding soon? What would you big say? Ask. It's a big ask. I would say get someone definitely to proofread it. <laughs> Two, two, two people <laughs> and yeah that's it like did it go down well Jimmy don't no lie to us did it go down well like were they laughing in the aisles like is, we're cutting this not a fucking <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> way too much I think that's a no Jimmy okay, okay. let's let's, let's keep going okay okay swiftly on okay let's move past the fear and into the week this is yeah, the weekend yeah. we've been waiting for on the football pod. We are going to preview in depth Dublin Kerry. We've left the, left the listeners waiting long enough. We're going to have Galway Derry and we've got the Talchin Cup final, which I can confirm can go to penalties this week. Ah. Rory Gallagher was speaking during the week saying that penalties are wrong, that it needs to be oh. last score wins. Okay, we know where we stand on this podcast, I think. I think we're all in the same boat that we'll take penalties oh, for now. I, like last score wins, like sudden death. Next score wins, yeah, yeah. Equally as heart-wrenching away to lose like like I'm on board with the penalties I have yeah. said that from day one they're top class I'm, I'm amazed they're still getting so much negativity yeah I think I think the suggestion, the suggestion is that it's not a true gale way of ending a no. contest 
Lads, I think we're going to see Penos this weekend. In one of those three games. <laughs> those the, last... three, the three games are so tight. I wouldn't be surprised if we're sitting in Croker watching our second penalty shootout of the season in Crow Park. And that would be phenomenal to watch. You boys are both going this weekend. We are. We are. Double teaming on Sunday, Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. You're flying up again. No, it's a uh, drive. Uh, half okay. three. Is three. it sold out, lads? The train home, you can't you can't um can't bank on it like especially with the, the risk of a draw. You couldn't even get a can the last time on the train home. Yeah, that's shabby. absolute joke. Do you know how I get in the train I get a few cards? Like. <laughs> Do you know we we practiced penalties before in nineteen? I think it was nineteen. Yeah. What were pedos in nineteen? No. Twenty. They were in nineteen. Were they in a nineteen? No. We're not just practicing. Twenty. They were, oh. they were. They were in a twenty. Yeah. 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 Because we practiced them, and we did. We did um, a couple of penalty shootouts at the end of training. Yeah. And there was there was a few penenkas. Ooh. I'd, I'd say we'll see. We'll definitely see it down the middle one. Tell me. The goalies went the wrong way every time last week. Without putting pressure on their shoulders, who do you think could take a penenka? <laughs> I don't think I could do one bang in the head yeah. during the game. Like, I don't think David Clifford takes a Penenka. I think he oh. rockets it into the top corner. No one's doing a Penenka, lads. How do you do it? No, nah, I don't. I couldn't see it. Not in the Kerry <laughs> Dublin game. Not in the Kerry no, Dublin it's game. too big. It's too much on the line. Okay. But you, you could walk on air forever then after. Go on. Who took them in training? Who did a Penenka in training? You're not breaking privilege. Uh, no, no. I sure it's about five years not ago. Not slow be a prime candidate. No, he wouldn't do it. But if there was someone I had to pick... From the dubs that would do a prank, I would probably have Costello down for that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But it, it I it's underrated as a as a possible goal. Like, you know, it's the goal he's gone the wrong way. You have to get up over his legs. But what if he stays, Jimmy? What if he doesn't move and you're yeah. just chipping it to his Oh my god. Aguero did it before for Car- Star crash stuff. Yeah. Plenty of footballers yeah. have done it. Yeah. Well, what was it? Was it Brian Kelly who told you that they're always more likely to go to your their right? A kicker's yeah, always when, like you, to go reckon, when it came to pressure moment and it came to you have to strike it through and on target a lot of fellas will go across their body so with the right leg to their left mm. and he said it's only kind of a fella who is has that extra little bit of confidence who'll open up the body you work hard for the chair. Okay. but it was it was disproven well in that game it was almost disproven but, but that could be because they had a lot of work done on it yeah you know? yeah I'd say they did have a lot of work done on it like what about uh Shane McGuigan. Shane McGuigan pulled out a wee suey after the uh, the win the last day against Clare. Do you think McGuigan could pull I don't know. What's a suey? He did the Ronaldo, the, the no, suey thing. Suey. He did it wrong though. He, he, it. he said he said suey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Uh, Paddy, I meant to ask you, sorry, but the program, we'll just go back to it in one second. Who was, um, he didn't bump into Tiger, no? I did not. I didn't bump into Tiger. I was watching him from a huge distance. Any anyone you can tell us you bumped into that you thought was pretty cool? No, no. Any golfers? No, no, no. no. Uh, like when Tiger came out, they're rocking on in the afternoon, so everyone kind of there was like twenty thousand people there, so everyone kind of converged on Tiger. So you actually got a good look at other lads, like which was cool because everyone kind of just flocked over to follow him, obviously. And the same again today, you can see it on the telly. Uh, but like what I've seen, Lowry. Shambo, John Ram, all pretty cool, just right there. Ass. Two meters away. So, uh, that was a cool thing to be at. Uh, it was, and it was done really well. And 
There's a lot of crackheads as well. So, uh, yeah, it was a nice, nice Monday. I've had worse Mondays. The Dubs never met Tiger Woods, did they? Did they again? No, we didn't meet Tiger Woods, no. But you saw the Limerick boys getting on, on Sky Sergeant. I did, I've seen that, yeah. If you could say something to Tiger Woods and you knew the cameras were on, what would you say? I don't know. You're, what, you're trying to think of something witty, like... I don't know. What are you trying to do? How are you trying to play that one? Like? You'd, be, you'd be shitting yourself, Tiger Woods. We were, we were chatting with this yesterday. Like, if you were asked to play the Pro-Am, would you like to play with Tiger Woods or would you just be absolutely shitting yourself, like? I'd say he'd be no crack. I'd right. give me Lowry any day of the week. I was going to say there, Lowry is the most likable sports person in the world. Yeah, right? yeah. He was box office there yesterday. You see him today. Like, the crowds absolutely love him. The, the funny thing, right? Because it's a problem, there's a couple of famous people playing, obviously. Sure. There were some lads absolutely hacking the ball around. Go on. Give us someone. Come on. Give us someone. No, I can't. I'm not going to throw lads under the bus, but you're sitting there watching and obviously the pro hits off and it's a belt there. It's like 300 odd yards down the fairway. And then some sham gets up behind him and like tops it 10 yards out to the left. And I, was, go, I go nine iron on the first tee and just make sure it yeah. went somewhere. Just to make oh. sure it went off the tee anyway. It's funny to watch it. like, But you, you, the lads are obviously breaking themselves like I'm not used to it. Like, if you're, like you're playing, if you're, you don't play much golf, and then you're playing at that, and there's twenty bloody thousand people there looking at you. Yeah, sign uh, up to it if you're if you're if you don't play any golf. Yeah, so you have to have, you have to have a bit about you. But now there was there was a couple of lads struggling now yesterday. It was uh, it was funny enough to watch. But uh, some gig for like, yeah, geez. looked unreal. Some gig now, yeah, it's class. Yeah, looks sensational. Okay, that's that. Um, are you looking forward to Dublin Kerry this weekend? Like as two former footballers who are, you know, close, relatively close to those squads. You aren't retired very long, boys. Like, are you looking forward to this game? Yeah, 100%. Are you, James? Like, this is your first year out. Oh, as in, like, will I miss it when I go there? Mm. No, I'd say, the, the, no, the couple of games now have done me good. Okay. And um, I'm fine now. It was obviously difficult at the start, like, but now I just look, I'm complete supporter now. Yeah, I'm like thinking about tactical duels and matchups and tactics and you know who's going well. I'm complete gone into supporter mode, which was nice, an easy transition really after just after a couple of months. Like. But it it's going to be a savage game coming uh, coming of age of of Kerry. I reckon is um you know they need to get over this one. This is going to be a big moment for that team. Yeah, do you agree, Paddy? Yeah, uh, one I'm looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. Actually, all three of the games this weekend, but obviously, apparently, Dublin Kerry is just the, the nature and the tradition of that game. Mm. I, and I agree with James. I think, look, there's pressure on all the teams. There's a, a chance, four teams left, chance to get into the all Ireland final. There's massive pressure that comes with that. But I think there is big pressure on Kerry. They, they, this team and some iconic yeah. players they already have. There's no pressure on Kerry. I don't agree with that, Jimmy. And I'm not, not even, <laughs> kind of, not even messing around like, I just think it is a game they kind of have to win. That, that they kind of fell short last year. They, they obviously fell short in 19 the replay last year would have hurt them. That Peter Keane, obviously, in the way that ended, they would have felt they kind of left that one behind, losing the throne. They haven't really been tested in the championship to date, bar maybe 15, 20 minutes against Mayo. They were a standout team in the league. Uh, I do think it's, it's a massive game for them to kind of announced themselves as a top team. Because there, there's question marks, whether you like it or not, they haven't won the biggest games. None of these. But Bart, I think David Moore is probably the only guy in there that has an All-Ireland medal. This team, we know the talent they have, we know the quality players that they are, but 
until they win a massive game, there's always going to be just that little question mark. Now, they're favourites at the weekend. Obviously, we will go into it in more detail, particularly if there's injuries to some of uh, Dublin's key players and things like that. But it, I think it's a massive, massive game for Kerry. That if, if they don't get over the line here, oh, I just think it's a... I think it would be a disaster for them. James, when we're saying that it's a massive game for Kerry, do you, do you agree, like Paddy's saying it, do you agree that this Dublin side are mid-transition at the minute? Like, do you feel like the team, do you feel like Kerry are going up against the team? Kerry have to prove themselves, but are they going up against a team that's mid-transition or have Dublin come through that lack? Transition is, is a very common term in, in GA circles. Like, it's such a, it's thrown out all the time. Everyone's in transition. If they're if they're only going all right during the league, do you know? So everyone kind of says that. Kerry said all the time as well. But I think that this Kerry team has kind of been together for a couple of years, yeah. whereas we kind of saw Dublin put together a new bench and kind of new full back line, even some new additions to full forward line. So I think it's been kind of a rougher journey to this point for Dublin, even though Kerry have kind of stuttered in the championship, you could say. But I think in terms of putting your team together, like I think Jack picked his team as soon as he went into that job, you know, and hasn't really made too many changes from it. Maybe the goalie situation, you know, Shane Ryan came out on top in that when he mm-hmm. looked like he was going to go for Shane Murphy at the start of the year. But I think that Kerry team is settled. So I think that they're in a good position to just give it a rattle, you know. And the best thing about Dublin all through their great period was the fact that they had these characters, Paddy included, the Brogans, that when it came to the big moments, the boys stood up and embraced the ground shaking in Crow Park and, and went at it harder and always got over the line the last five or ten. So the question marks are going to be asked to Dublin, do they have kind of that same mentality in the, in the newer fellas? And that's not an insult. That's to say these fellas are some of the best players to ever play, but they had that different kind of mentality that got them over the line. So it'll be interesting to see if it's close in the last five or ten it's going to be unreal to see both sides' mentalities coming in. <laughs> it's going to be class, lads. This is going to be... Everyone's been waiting for this one. They didn't get it. We didn't get it last year in the championship. We were building up and you thought it was going to be a Dublin Kerry final. Obviously, both teams failed in their semi-finals. People mm-hmm. have been waiting for this one. Um, and it's going to be... It's going to be a brilliant, brilliant game. Um, and James is right. Like, there's... Are Dublin in transition? I don't... I agree. The transition is nearly like a dirty word. Teams don't like to be. It's nearly used as an excuse. I think Dublin had a, a bumpy spell during the spring. Obviously, uh, guys were injured. Guys just weren't in form. You could kind of. It looked like. Looked like they had the weight of the world on their shoulders in the National League with Dublin. I remember just seeing their body language. They were losing games. They're not used to that. They ended up getting relegated. They've had a massive reset after that, and they've come in. And yes, okay, they haven't been massively tested in the championship, particularly in the Leinster championship, but the energy of the performances, some of the things they're doing, the structure they're playing with, the speed they're playing with in their attack, bar the Cork, first half of the Cork game uh, two weeks ago, you can see Dublin are, are, are purring very, very nicely coming into this game. And, and James is right. Like, Yes, there's a couple of new guys, obviously, like Evan Comerford has stepped in and places Stephen Cluxton. Lee Gannon is there. It's kind of his first massive game in Crow Park. Sean Bugler's kind of nailed himself in at, in at wing forward. They're, they're probably not as experienced as, as our team from three or four years ago, but there is still the Fentons, Kilkenny, Dean Rock, 
John Small. These guys have been there and done it. And when push comes to shove, coming down the stretch, you can rely on those boys to do it. Um, and that's the, that's what I'm, and no way derogatory. I think that's the question mark over Kerry. That anytime these guys have been in that situation where it's coming down the stretch, they, they just have, they haven't got it done. And that's just the facts of it. That's the last couple of years in the championship. You, you can see it. Sunday is an opportunity for them, but there's a pressure on it as well that they have to go and win this game. So when we when we were playing E, I don't know if it was a general idea, but I definitely thought if we're gonna win this, we need to win it by five or six. You know what I mean? Why was that? You have to take the sting out of the like you have to kick on. You can't hang on. No. Say if you say if you go in in the lead. There's so much noise in that stadium and so much will for and so much ability on the Dublin side to come back at you. You you almost have to get them at arm's length and far enough away that they can't crawl it back. So I think that Kerry actually have those attributes in this team that when if you said, right, we need to we need to pull away now, I think there's firepower there to do that. I and I hope that's the way they're going at it. Because if it gets close and Dublin start putting on attacker after attacker and you kind of start kind of going defensive minded try and hang on forget it you have to you have to beat Dublin but that's not but James Kerry's strength either though like Kerry's strength is being on the front foot and they have firepower the likes Ligini's come into really good form we obviously know Clifford is going to be a handful no matter who picks him up or whatever Uh, tactics Dublin try to employ to try and keep him quiet Sean O'Shea Party Clifford, then you've guys like Spillane coming in off the bench. Like the firepower is there for Kerry. And, and, and I, Jack O'Connor is not going to go in here and say, let's sit back here or try and protect the lead or anything like that. I think Kerry's best approach is on the front foot, mm-hmm. kick passing, attacking. And that's, if you look at what Cork did to Dublin in that first half in particular, like, like the, the big question mark over Dublin through, throughout the spring and probably still there now is around the defensive system. Can they shut down that carry attack? If they and they're going to get this is the acid test. The likes of McClure for the Guinean side, Kerry are going to launch balls in. They're going to be 50, 60 yard kick passes inside. You can see they were trying to do it against Mayo. You seen Cork had a bit of joy with it in the first half against Dublin. Dublin need to be able to combat that. They need to get their matchups right. Who marks Clifford? Who marks Sean O'Shea? Can they get a bit of protection in front of the full back line? It, there's so much nuance to this game because the teams are so evenly matched that getting the right structure in place, getting your matchups right, can literally be the difference between winning and losing this game. Yeah. And that's mm. that's on the coaches, that's on the players to kind of have to have those discussions. That's what's going to be going on for the last two weeks and coming right up to Sunday. Who, who's picking up who? When, we're, when we don't have the ball, what position am I getting into? How am I helping out my full back line? And then for Kerry, it's like, how do we get the ball to Clifford as much and as often as possible? Simple, get that ball in his hands because if he has it in his hands, he's, a, he's, a, he's at least getting a shot off. I, I think Clifford, you could do well on Clifford he could score five or six points from play and you could actually have a decent game on him. Do you know what I mean? He's that, that much quality. So it's, it's, it's fascinating. It's a fascinating game. It, it is. And... This isn't going to count as the in-depth part of the preview, but there's one bit that I have to pick up on. And James, you spoke about your attitude to Dublin when you were going up against them. And we're talking about the Dublin that Paddy's talking about from three or four years ago. I'm I'm looking at some of the games and some of the results there. I want to go back to 2016 in a minute. But 
you're talking about going up against a Derry team that was bringing, or a Dublin team was bringing firepower off the bench in 19 when, do you know, who came in that day? Uh, sorry, in 16, Paddy Andrews comes off the bench, Paul Mannion comes off the bench, Ono Gara comes off the bench, Mick Fitzsimons, Cormac Costello, they all came in, edge carry over the, or Dublin over the line by two points. In 19 in the replay, um, you had similar names coming off the bench. Like, Dublin's bench the last day against Cork. Okay, David Hannan's a keeper. You've got Aaron Byrne, David Byrne who's been out injured at the minute, David Lacey, Ross McGarry, Andrew McGowan, Keen Murphy, Emmett O'Connell, Lorcan O'Dell, Brian O'Leary, and Owen O'Donnell who's only been drafted into the panel in the last couple of weeks. That depth and that firepower isn't on the Dublin bench anymore. And we can talk about who's going to start and who's going to not, but like the Kerry bench by contrast, I'm just trying to pick a team earlier on and trying to pick Kerry's best team at the minute. And I still think that there's a couple of positional you know, switches that could happen there. But they've got Tony Brosnan to bring in, Kane Spillane, who's a killer off the bench. Yep. Um, Jack Savage is, is even more proven than a lot of those boys on the bench for, for Dublin at the minute. Never mind some of the lads are in the middle third that could be there in terms of Adrian Spillane or Jack Barry that went there the last day. It feels like Kerry's squad has that bit more, bit more on, on Dublin at the minute. Well, is it fair to say that if they haven't more, proven they're more, it? They're more, they're more familiar names, but I suppose the only way that you become that person yeah. is by taking the chance on the biggest day. So like McMenamin came on and did it. He, there was one time, it was the first time. You know, so that needs to be one of these <laughs> Dublin fellas, first times this weekend. And then you start getting this, this rapturous reception when when you start warming up and next thing fellas looking over going what's going over on the side and next thing oh, it's McMenamin coming on and next thing the opposition <laughs> management are trying to make switches to mark the substitute Do you know it just creates this confusion it's such a weapon but I remember in that 16 16 semi-final Dublin ended up I think with I think they ended up with like nine forwards on the field or something <laughs> yeah. like that Mannion Mannion came on at the same time as you in the 58th minute and he came in for John Small yeah, and someone else. I think they put Kilkenny to wing back. Like they had, they just were said, "We're going for it." Yeah, we we need to go for it now. And there were so many bodies on that side of the field that when we broke with the ball, then it felt like we had no options. Do you know, whereas if we kind of held our shape a bit more, we would have been able to pick off the next few points. But like you live and learn in those situations. But I've never been on a side where literally it was like ten v ten forwards be backs like on one side. It was just mad. It, it was just mayhem. It, mayhem. Like, O'Gara comes in from Macaulay with 10 minutes to go. He kicks a point. Paddy, you came in for Paul Flynn. Mannion came in for John Small. And then Cormac Costello comes in for Brogan. So he ended the game with Costello, Connolly, Rock, Kilkenny, McMiniman, Paddy Andrews, Paul Mannion, Owen O'Gara. That's, that's <laughs> outrageous on the Kevin pitch. Kevin Keegan stuff, all out of attack. It worked yeah. in the end. Um, it worked yeah. in the end. But, but on that point that James is making there, for for those younger guys, and yes, they're 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 not as established on the Dublin bench, and if they're younger guys, we don't know if if they're going to have what it takes. But the only way you find out, like if you come on Dublin and Kerry in, in the championship in an All Ireland semi final final, this is where you make your name. This is where you like Kevin Mack comes on and scores that goal in twenty eleven. If he did nothing else for the rest of his career over the next ten years he would still be remembered as an iconic Dublin player for that moment alone. Mm-hmm. That's the the opportunity for some of these guys, for younger guys. Dublin are going to have to make subs, of course. So some of these guys are going to be on the pitch, coming down the stretch. And what an opportunity. 
like for, for them, I, I don't think you should be afraid of it. I don't think you should doubt yourself and go, am I good enough? Or, you know, I'm not Kevin McMenamin. I haven't got 10 years playing behind me. You need to embrace that opportunity. That you go out there, you can make a big play in the last couple of minutes and go get your team over the line. That's how you become established. You have to take the chance. I agree, Dublin, Dublin's bench probably is not at that level yet, but they're going to get an opportunity on Sunday. And it's put your hand up and grab the opportunity um, because that's how that's how you make your legacy. That's what you do. And that's the opportunity for, for some of those guys that are going to be coming on for the last 10, 15 minutes on Sunday. Were you surprised that O'Donnell got minutes against Cork? Uh, I, to be honest, when it came in, I didn't think he'd play mm. at all. Now, it was kind of different. The game was over against Cork, so was it kind of, it was kind of injury time. Kind of really, don't like to say tokenism, but I didn't, I didn't think he'd play in the championship. Um, but just because he, he hasn't played any games of senior football for Dublin and to come in midway through the season, not even midway, like three quarters of the way through the season, that's a massive ask. That's a massive to go in and play in the championship at this stage in the All-Ireland series. Will he see game time on Sunday? I, I don't think so, but... but... Surely he had an eye on the semi-final when he was making that decision to bring him on. That, that's what I'm, they were Or else there. he was thinking ultra long-term and we'll give him a bit of championship for next year. I'm thinking like that. That's too long-term. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I agree. But like, well, what is... He's got to come out of Mark Clifford, like... Do you know what I mean? Like that, it's just... He must have a question mark over someone back there. Yeah. Like, look, I just... I, I thought it was an interesting move to bring him in. Um, like I say, I didn't think he, he'd play. He obviously came on against Cork. Like, being 10 points up against Cork in injury time and coming on against Kerry in the Holland semi-final are chalk and cheese. Yeah. Like, I, I'd be surprised if he played, but like I say, I don't know. There's obviously some reason Desi's brought him in. So, well, In the Ireland semi-final, in front of a full house and you're a Kerry forward and you see a hurling fullback Come on to mark you. No, and, and he plays up front for his football club team. Yeah. You would be saying, and everyone would be saying, let's get that, get that yeah. forward the ball. Because that's, that's that, the risk that has to be, that has to be a mismatch for five minutes. They can make a difference. But yeah, that's I, what, that's what everyone will be thinking. Like, did, did, I'd be surprised if he's playing. Did it, did, James, like, did you, did that strike you at all when you saw that, did that news did you think? Well, what does it say about Dublin when he was brought into the panel? No, nothing was brought into the panel because I think it's 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 different being brought into the panel. I think it kind of says something that he actually got minutes. Like I'm, uh, maybe I'm leading the witness here a little bit. To me, it reads like the competitiveness of that Dublin panel outside of the twenty players. The questions that we've been asking all year. It's as clear as mud that the Dublin hurling captain can come in and four or five weeks later come on with seven or eight minutes to go in a championship game. Yeah, it was it was very surprising. Unless they've been chasing him for a long time, you know, and it's been a case of they knew that they were going to bring him in, but it didn't seem like that. It seemed like kind of just uh, once the hurlers were out, come in. But if you were on that bench as another one of the Dublin players, and you were bypassed <laughs> come championship like you, you'd be kind of questioning your your status there, and you'd be questioning your role. I'm not saying you get. You'd be cross with the management, cross with anyone new coming in, but you would you'd have a bit of self doubt there, going, "Geez, where where am I here? Yeah. What's my what's my status?" I just think looking at that bench, there's so many of them that are so young and unproven that you know maybe there isn't that many of them going like that. You know, there's so many of them that like even Lorcan O'Dell, 
I think I hope to see Lorcan Adele on the pitch against Dublin Kerry because I'd love to see what he's made of. I can't wait to see Lee Gannon. Lee Gannon impressed me so much in that Dublin Cork game. You know, going forward, two points, two assists, did a pretty decent job in the fence. I really want to see what he's made of against Kerry. He'll be on party clip for this, wasn't he? Let's get into our matchups in a few minutes. So you are listening to episode 25 of the Football Pod with Paddy Andrews and James O'Donoghue. It is brought to you every week with thanks to AIB, proud sponsors of the GA Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. We're coming back in just a moment to talk a little bit more about Dublin Kerry. We're going to get stuck into Dub- uh, Derry Galway and we're going to be chatting about Westmead Cavan. We have plenty of questions in from the Football Pod listeners too. Stay with us. You're very welcome back to episode 25 of the Football Pod with Paddy Anders and James O'Donoghue. Thank you very much for tuning in this week. It is Dublin and Kerry. Where else would you want to be than other them in between Paddy Anders and James O'Donoghue a former Dublin star and former Kerry star lads can I start with 2016 because I, I knew it but it didn't really sink in that the last time that Kerry had beaten Dublin in championship was actually 2009 so for the run through the meetings in championship over that decade 2011 Dublin won 12 Kerry won 11 2013 Dublin 318 Kerry 311 7 points more so an injury time that game was a, a draw game in the 69th minute before McCauley got a paw to that ball and broke it to Kevin Mack 2015 Dublin 12 points Kerry 9 points second All-Ireland final in 4 years 2016 All-Ireland semi-final I'll come back to it in a minute Dublin 22 Kerry 214 it was a draw again going into injury time that day 2019 Kerry 116 Dublin 116 replaying the All-Ireland final that infamous game Dublin 118 Kerry 15 on Merchant's goal just after half time, proven to be very, very uh, much the difference that day. James, when you were in the midst of that decade, and I don't know whether it feels like it at the time, did it feel like you couldn't get past them? Did it feel like they had this 10 year run on you? No, not in, not in the middle of it. Like we, I suppose, the sickener, sickening one for no, 11 was horrible. <laughs> they all sound sickening. <laughs> they are sickening. 11 was cat because. That game was was done. Like it was, you know, it was it was almost game over before you know just the break of the ball. I think Declan got concussed and he ended up back in the full back line. So McMenamin got a great goal, and then thirteen. We sorry, were sorry, sorry. Are you suggesting that Declan was concussed? It was in the full back line because he was concussed. Oh no, he'd be back there anyway. But I oh, I thought you were saying he got lost. Okay. Got an awful, no, he got yeah. an awful whack in the. He got an awful whack, um, and then in thirteen. 13 was sickening as well because we had such a great start and we were well ahead. And then there was a ball. I think someone took a, a shot, drop shot. Yeah. And Mannion, Mannion flicked it in. And that was like, just a change on that second. And um, then there was a kick out in the last minute. I think we were level. So whoever won the kick out, you can almost feel whoever wins this, it has it. And next thing it went long and it broke and Macaulay got an unbelievable hand to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were just caught under the break. I think he was going for a point then, McMenamin, but it dropped in. Uh, I think we, I think we sorted this last year, Paddy, didn't we? Was it? Or did you give it to him? To, careful, still claim he's going for goal. I don't care. It was a brilliant goal. You spoke. <laughs> yeah, it was I'm, goal. Paddy. I'm not insane that you spoke about the noise that day. It's been one of the most uh, when that yeah. goal went in. Yeah, was it, thir- it was 13, wasn't it? Yeah, I'd say that was the loudest ever. Yeah. Loudest you ever heard, Crow Park. Yeah, it was literally mm-hmm. shaking. Like, yeah, each one of those games, James, they're they're in the melting pot, like. Yeah. It's 15, 15, 15, 15, we were poor. 15, we were poor. We were very disappointed with that game because we were going well and we were coming off the back of winning 14. So 
we, we, you know, we thought we, we should have played better there. We lost by three, but it was probably even more in that game. Yeah, well, you felt and, out, out of all of them, I think that was one. Like it was only three points in the end, but, but, but we felt we were comfortably better on the day. All the other games were right to, like, say, 13, 16, we'll talk about 19, obviously. We, we get away with it at the end. But I think 15, that final, I, I thought we should have won by more, to be honest. Yeah, it was a, bit, we, a poor display by us. We were very disappointed after that one. That was just a sickener. But that was one where you lose a final. I think we we're talking about, was it Mayo kind of like, all you can think about is getting back to a final then, you know, and you can almost skip the, the steps of the process to actually build your team to get yeah, back up yeah. there. And I think that actually happened to Kerry after 19. Lost the final and just in a rush to get back, got caught. Yeah. So it, it takes, it takes, Excellent kind of mental strength and, and a nice, good, long plan to just go step by step, get back to where you were. Because it can knock you for six losing a final. There's nothing worse. Was was every win, Paddy, over Kerry? I know someone were all Ireland finals and, and semi-finals, so they're very, very important, these games. But were they very, very sweet? Because, you know, Kerry obviously had such a strong hold for quite a while before that like even though nine was I know it was a bit of a freak but like <laughs> you boys were were hammered after that 124 to 17 and you were hammered afterwards by I suppose your own supporters um, the media right, really right the, so, yeah, we, yeah. We, we shambles like our performance but uh, did you read into that like after that was any of it extra sweet or we're beating Kerry here did it matter no I just think if we're playing Kerry, it's generally it's it's in a semi-final or final, so it's a massive game. So there's relief that you you kind of get over the line. Um, you're playing one of the best teams with some of the best players in the country, so there's always that. You're nearly, you're proud if you win that game. You know, right? We're testing ourselves against the, the top top players here, and we've come through it. Um, but then also look like there is there's no going away from the the tradition with Dublin and Kerry. It is a, just a massive game for. We would always say we, we, one of our selectors, Declan Darcy, legend of a coach, was always um, like your legacy as a Dublin player is is based on these games, not National League games, not Leinster Championship games. It's when you played Kerry, what did you do? When you played Mayo, what did you do? They're, they're the biggest games and that's where it's the ultimate test. That's what the 10 months of preparation is for for, for the whole season. It's for these games. More so than, okay, Dublin Cork was grand. Leinster Championship, we, we've spoke at length about kind of how poor, I suppose, that is across the board. Whereas when you're playing Kerry and it's Dublin Kerry, this is what you're measured on. When you look back in your career, it's these games. How did you get on? Did you win? Did you make an impact in those games? Um, so there was. And when you got over the line against them, we were blessed. The only game we lost against Kerry was that 0-9 game. That was plenty there was more than enough of a beating in that game um, so like you look back now and you're pr- proud that you won some of those games because you're playing against a brilliant team mm. can I go back to 16 for a moment um, like Paddy we know how you come off the bench in the first game in the All-Ireland final and you make a big difference I'm right in saying that when did you lose your place that year was it Was it? had you been starting or coming in and out all year like you have a massive impact in both finals you come on for the last 25-30 minutes I suppose not lose your place but you were essentially a finisher you were injured weren't you I was injured yeah I was flying it <laughs> it's probably my best form ever after 15 and through the league we actually played Kerry in the first game of the league and I played well um, I was flying it through the league and then I slipped a disc in my back so we missed the league final. We played Kerry in the league final. 
Um, and I missed that. I was there for three months. So it was a bad, what, what it was initially we thought an innocuous thing, but I'd actually started impinging on my nerve. So it was kind of shooting pains down my leg. So a couple of weeks, I thought initially ended up being over three months. So I, I only got back kind of togging out around the quarterfinal stage. Uh, didn't play any of the Leinster Championship. Um, so that, that was hard, yeah, because like you're, you're in good form, you've got a bloody injury. Look, that's just part and parcel of it. So mm-hmm. Come on in the quarters and come on against Kerry that day. Come on in the final, obviously, and then started the replay. So yeah. that's how I was out of the team for that now, yeah. And you worked your way back into it. James, you're named to start that day in 16 and Kerry and Dublin both make a clatter of changes before the game. Michael Darren McCauley is named to start instead of Bastic and Kevin McMinniman is named to start instead of Mannion. You're named to start. Um, you're, I, I don't know whether you're dropped or it's an injury thing. But no, I was never. I was never starting. I'd say what happened was Maher I, com- so Maher comes in to midfield and Don he goes to full forward. Yeah, Darren comes I, into the half forward two, line and Aidan Omani. Yeah, I had the two shoulders done that the winter before, so I missed the whole league. And I came back. My first game back, I think, was with Monster Final, and I came on, and then they went. It was I get some minutes in, and the quarterfinal was against Clare, so. I played the Clare game, but then I was never going to have enough to play the Dublin game. Um, but yeah, I think it came out about 20 to go, I'd say maybe. Yeah. Yes. The, I, wasn't, the, I wasn't in great nick at the time. So, but um, that was a... You had a, nice, you had a nice haircut. Did I? I watched the back earlier on. You was, well, you, well it, was a, it was a championship haircut anyway. Like, I don't know, it, was, it was shaving the sides, <laughs> swept to the left a little bit. High fade. Paddy, I don't think you cared too much about the haircut that day. It wasn't, or maybe it was done the week beforehand. But James has definitely had been done that Thursday. I didn't get that morning. You have to do them in the morning. No. Did you? Did you? No, you didn't. No, did no, you? No, 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 no. So you you kind of knew going into that that you weren't going to be starting, but you'd be getting minutes. So you you both get. Yeah. Uh, Paddy gets forty five. He's in. You come in on fifty. Paddy, you come in on forty five, right? And Dublin started that game exceptionally well. Kerry missed a couple of early chances. They're four 0 up. Um, Kerry get back into the game. Stealing a Cluxon kick out, yeah. Gainey intercepts, plays it in, Darren buries it, and then an Anthony Maher to Pahal dropping short, and uh, Gainey gets a hand onto it with Cluxon. I watched I that heck of you. I'm not sure that went in, and the umpire was so sure. Darren Maloney is so sure on commentary. I still can't figure it out. Finney gets booked for eating ahead of the umpire as well. But yeah, 2 7, 2 8 to 9 points at half time. But that was the first game, well, the first time the, the press and the kick out like, went. Exactly according to plan. Really, and it was two. It was two or three kickouts in a row, um, just before half time. Yeah, yeah. Four, just four, a, four. Had a, yeah, at a great time. Four, four, four. Yeah, and the crow were like, what? What's this? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and because no one was used to seeing Cluxton under pressure, and he was. John was like, he's rattled. He's rattled. He, he, you know, he's, he's under pressure here. And then we won a couple in a row, and then we won one right in front of the goal for. Yeah, it was a Darren that got it. Was it? Uh, Gainey intercepts it. No, he, he, uh, Cluxon goes across his body. I think he tried to dummy it as if he was going straight and he kind of cuts it. Gainey intercepts and plays it into Darren and Darren scores the goal. Yeah. Darren finishes it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, in terms of what we're going to see this Sunday as well, that is yeah. a massive thing for both both teams. Like Dublin are going to go after Shane Ryan's kickouts. Yeah. 100%. They're going to push up. They're going to be aggressive. And Kerry are going to go after Evan Comerford as well. Yeah. yeah, I would not be surprised if you do see a four-four-four again, and Kerry gambling because I think Evans a brilliant goalkeeper, but he probably doesn't have the range that Cluxton had. 
The cl- beauty of Cluxton was that if teams pushed him, he could kick it over them. Whereas Evan, possibly, maybe not t- to that level. So I, I do think there's going to be a massive focus from both teams on both kickouts because they yeah. they sense an opportunity there. And you've seen the importance of that's, that game in 16 that nearly won Kerry the game. Yeah. That, that two or three minutes before half time where they, where they push up in the kickouts, they get the steals and that nearly gets them over the line. They're, they're five up at half time, Paddy. This is, this is the question I'm getting that's taking me a while. They're five up at half time. Kerry kick four points. Dublin kick four points after half time just before you come on. You come on Rock nails a 45 the moment you come on. So it's four points in a row. James comes on five minutes later. Gary still haven't scored and it's a draw game. What's it like coming into the sub when the momentum is so far against you, James? Like it's all gone against you in that previous 15 minutes. Um, I suppose that kind of is a good way to come into the game at times because you know that you're going in to, to try and make a difference. Whereas sometimes if you go on and everything is going great, you're almost thinking, just don't, don't make a mistake <laughs> here and, and stop the momentum. So I suppose some, sometimes going in when it, it's a little bit against you and you make two or three substitutions mm. that can give a team a complete fresh impetus. So it can be a good time to come on, um, okay. especially as a forward. As a forward, it can that's be hard. When everything is clicking, it's hard to come on and make a difference without interfering with the good stuff that's happening. But that's what a manager is looking for, ultimately. That when you come on is to have an impact, to change the momentum of the game. Um, and I, I just think it's it's massively... We've spoken numerous times over the last couple of years about the importance of guys coming in off the bench and making a difference. Whether it's wrestling back momentum for your team or whether it's just controlling the game and seeing it out. It's so, so important. Toronto won the All-Ireland last year. Yeah. A massive part to that was their impact off the bench. Sunday is the same 15 guys are not going to finish this game. Guys are going to be, it's going to be hell for letter, they're going to be out on their feet. There's going to be guys coming in from kind of 45, 50 minutes in. If 20 minutes there, it is a massive part of the game. If your bench can come in and make an impact, that can swing the game for you. Mm. That can swing the game for you. And like I said, we we were fortunate in, in these games you're talking about where we where we kind of we had guys that can make a difference and we went for it. That's the question mark, I suppose, over Dublin. Saying, like like we said, a lot of these younger guys, they haven't had this exposure yet. They're obviously good players, but like I said, this is the asset test. This is Kerry and Crow Park, full house. Everything's on the line. That's, they have to make an impact because if you don't, you're going to be yeah. up against it. We spoke a good bit about rumours and WhatsApp rumours the week before or two weeks ago when we were talking about David Clifford and Willie, won't he? Um, we had similar with Khan and a little bit of that again this week. The rumour that week, lads, and I don't know if you remember it, was that Brian Sheehan was going to start in goals for Kerry. In 16? In 16. Right before, like, like you've got Whelan, Brawley and Spillane in the RT studio before the game. Um, and on commentary, I think it's Darren Maloney is saying that like we're waiting for this. Brian Sheehan is not starting in goals. The talk all week has been going to be... James, was there any truth to that at all? Had Sheehan been in goals? I think there was something about that at the time. Did he play a bit in goals? And it never there happened. Was. There was. It and was, was a close call? Never, I think. Never? <laughs> Absolutely never going to happen. And it was so insulting to our, our two goalies, like, yeah. who had such a battle to be in the team. Do you know, like, we always thought of them as unbelievably high-class goalies. Like. Kelly and Kelly. Kelly and Kelly, yeah. And then there was this rumour that just goes out in the WhatsApp, yeah, the Sheehan starting. But then we had a press day before the, <laughs> the Dublin game. It was quality. And the rumour was after catching on. Like, 
and the photographers are around the place taking pictures of us warming up. <laughs> Gene starts throwing down kickouts. <laughs> <laughs> He starts putting down balls inside goals and launching him. And he had a boot in fairness now. Yeah. And everyone's going, whoa, lovely. Yeah. And like that, it, that just made a catch fire altogether. Then. Okay. She's not taking to me. Okay. So there was nothing really. That's interesting though, that oh, I got it to that stage. Gonna, it was never going to happen. So she had played that day, didn't he? He comes off the bench. He does yeah. indeed. He comes off and he comes on in the forwards. Yeah. Um, we're not going to talk about the Crowley golf incident. We're well, not going to. That was the main part of the day. We're not going to get into that, but yeah, I, I know I know you got a great bear there. I do want to move on to this week, right? And let's start looking at the matchups and the potential teams that we're going to have. Reported in the Irish Star this morning by Carlo Kane that Carlo Callaghan is a major doubt this week. It's not a hamstring issue; it's that he has suffered a hairline fracture, and that is the word. Where's he? Of what? Of what bone? No details. I've been trying to find out. I don't know whether it's. So it's just said Khan has a hairline fracture. I'm not sure where it is. I, Does it make a difference? Hairline fracture is a hairline fracture. You'd rather not have it you're up against if you do, if that's the case. But we don't know, lads. Like, and I, I don't know. And like, see, a week ago, it's a hamstring. Today, it's a broken bone. Like, yeah. You don't know the credibility of this stuff or, or where it's come from. All I'll say is, I'd be surprised if he's not on the pitch. Unless, well, turned, unless, if, if, unless it's a terrible injury and there's just no way he can talk out I'd be amazed if he's not on the pitch he's that important for them he is massive him and James McCarthy coming back into that team you, you've seen it in the court game Dublin just he's a spark he's a focal point for that attack he causes havoc for the opposition to freeze up space for the likes of Rock for Costello Paddy Small whoever it is in there with him he is pivotal it's the same with Clifford McCarry. If, if Khan's not playing on Sunday, oof, it's a big ass for Dublin to get over the line. He's that important. But we, we won't know, lads, until 3.27 on Sunday. It's the same as last week. Yeah, we didn't know. We're not going to know until literally two minutes before throwing. He probably won't be named, I'd say. But Well, he has to be named on 26. All right, okay. Unless there's a COVID issue. That's the only way you can get a player in after the whatever Wednesday or Thursday when they put in the Crow Park. I think that's the rule. Like, James, have you ever had a hairline fracture? I did. I had a hairline fracture of um, the fibula, which is the small bone in the leg, at the back of the leg. Right. And I had a hairline fracture of the radius. Is that the arm bone there? I'm not sure. I couldn't tell you. Biology here. The no, radius of yeah. Drop biology. Three weeks for the yeah. With the leg one. Small hairline fracture. You could barely see it in the x-ray, but like you couldn't do anything on it until it was healed. Because like if you plant, it can break. Right. With the the arm, like two or three weeks makes a big difference to the arm if you just stay on your feet. Do you know? Painkillers and the arm, probably compression. You wouldn't be swinging fellas off with the arm, but in terms of pain, you'd probably get away with it once you didn't fall. Whereas okay. with the, if, it's, if it's one of the leg bones, I would say, forget we, it. We don't know. We don't know. That's, that's what reported in the start this morning. But they did say that James McCarthy looks a lot like more likely to play this weekend. Um, so like for, for him, like for Dublin to be out without, without McCarthy and Con would be an absolute utter disaster. But like James McCarthy coming back is a, would be a massive bonus too. Isn't it such a pity that we're not going to get Con against Clifford this week? We don't know. If we don't. Let's oh, if we probably will. 
It's for me, they're the two best players. We don't get enough. We don't get enough opportunities to see both of these guys go up against each other. The two best players in the game. They're the leaders on the forward line of, of their teams. They're the game changers. They're the match winners. Um, I, t- I, like I, said, I think we will. I, okay. I think Cliff, Clifford coming through the Mayo game. Um, I know he's maybe a little knock at the start of that game. He probably won't mm. 100%, but he'd be a lot better for that. He's going to be box office. And, and Khan is the same. He's that important for Dublin. I, I, I like say, I don't know whether it's, I don't have any inside info on it. I'm just kind of hoping. But yeah. I, expect to see, I expect that he'd be playing. Okay. Can I run through both 15s and you stop me if you'd like to make a change to the oh, probable yeah. 15s? Okay. Um, let's act like they're starting and let's, let's roll with it. So I'm going to go Comerford and Golds, Merchant, McFitz full back, Lee Gannon number four. Is, is Brian Howard likely going to line out number six with small right wing back and James McCarthy left wing back? Are you are you getting Johnny Cooper into that back six? I think Johnny Cooper would start and McCarthy go midfield instead of Tom Lehiff. I would have maybe. That's what okay. I'm at. okay. Thinking, yeah, James McCarthy go midfield. Okay, so Fenton McCarthy midfield. Are you putting Cooper six and Howard seven? Is that the way that's going? Or is Cooper in your full back line? Can't no. see him in the full back line. I'd say he could even play seven. Cooper wears seven. Yeah, he yeah. can play seven too. He can, okay. can tuck in there, maybe cheat off one of the carry forwards and act as a bit of protection. I'd say uh, that'll be your halfback line. Cooper. Howard. Howard. Small. Small. small he's kind of, John Small will be marking Sean O'Shea. Yeah, uh, you'd expect that, wouldn't you? Yeah. They've, they've done that a few times before. Are we looking at a half forward line of Scully, Kilkenny, Bugler 12? Is that the way you look at it? I know Kieran's been wearing 12, hasn't he, a bit? Mm. Yeah, possibly. Possibly, yeah. And then now I have questions about this. I'm gonna say Costello, Khan, Dean Rock. Yeah. My question is like Paddy Small, there's such a benefit of having a left footed forward on a pitch. Yeah, that's not gonna matter. Um it's more I'd say that's the full forward line. Okay. Looking at like Paddy Small to come in with impact off the bench. He's that type of player. He's the type of player Dublin need coming in off the bench. Plays, okay. Strong, direct. He could be a guy for, for 20 minutes to go. And of course, depending on if, if Khan isn't named and isn't fit to play, Paddy Small would start, I'd imagine. Okay. Then you're looking at the half forward line. Scullier has kind of been in and out of the team. Mm. I, I think he'll need to play. I think it's, it, it's a big game for him and he's an important player for Dublin. So look, if, if that's the full deck and there's no injuries, I'd imagine that's how they'd line up. Okay. Were you saying eleven? I'm saying Kilkenny eleven. Like Kilkenny is the. Oh, so who are you saying twelve? Bugler twelve. Bugler. I don't know. Maybe Bugler will go eleven, and Kilkenny will go. So I just think with the matchups with the carry wing backs, I'd be putting, I'd be slipping a Bugler out in the wing, maybe to to free Kilkenny up to be that link man. And then like, let's just try six suggested subs. You know, Paddy Small, Lorcan O'Dell, Tom Lahiff, Davy Byrne if he's fit, Aaron Byrne, Owen O'Donnell, like. I'm only saying O'Donnell because he came in the last day but like they're, they're kind of the lads you're possibly looking at let's move on to Kerry right Shane Ryan and Golds like if Graham O'Sullivan's fit he had been very good up before the Mayo game I know Paul Murphy started ahead of him I think there was an injury issue there I don't know how serious it is but no, imagine Graham, Graham started too oh Graham started who did Murphy come in for did he come in no he, he didn't came on as a sub oh he came on as a sub so Graham O'Sullivan Jason Foley Tom O'Sullivan Brian O'Bugley Tog Morley Gavin White is Jack Barry going to be back? Would Jack Barry start if he's back or would you go with David Moran and Dermot O'Connor again, James? I go with Jack Barry on Fenton because for some Jack reason Barry. Jack Barry loves that matchup. 
he does. Must, he's the only man in the country who can look after Fenton. Did you ever chat about that? Well, it was a case of Jack will look after Fenton. Like we kind of had, yeah, I suppose we did. It was never said about like, oh, Jack has it over him or anything. It was just a case of, right, Jack, you have that job. And he likes that kind of zone in. Some fellas like to zone in on one job, especially in a massive game. Yeah. Give me something to do. I think it's important that he plays. Yeah. Uh, this particular game. I thought David Moore was excellent against Mayo, but I don't think this is a game for David Moore from the start. But Paddy, if you're saying, right, the Dublin are going to press Shane Ryan's kickouts. Yeah. You'd like to be looking out at David Moran if you were him. Yeah, look, David Moran is a brilliant player. He's been a brilliant servant for Kerry. And like I said, he was excellent the last day. I just think with the, the dynamism needed around the pitch in this particular game, I don't think that's his strong point. And I think Jack Barry is more, he's nowhere near technically as gifted as David Moran is, but he's, he's a stopper. And we said that's that's a key difference you feel with Kerry this season. That there's there's a mentality there around hard work. There's a mentality around defence that Paddy Talley's obviously brought in, and they look a lot harder to play against than they have previously. And I think Jack Barry does that better than David Moran. And I think that's just a really important thing around the middle third on Sunday. Um, Jack said I that I think, he's, I think he's a massively important player for this game for Kerry. Jack O'Connor said that Jack Barry strained his calf and Adrian Spillane strained his hamstring in the last week or so. It's sort of in a race against time. So if, if Barry isn't back, do you start... the week before the Mayo game. Was week before Mayo. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So the week before Mayo game. Yeah. Three weeks at least. Hmm. So you'd imagine they both have a good chance. If it, was a, if it was a grade one tear, you're talking three weeks, you'd be fine. You're in the mix. If you're looking at grade two, you're out. And if, if Barry's out, are you starting Spillane instead of Moore? And when when you know Paddy's suggesting the horses for courses, I think he'd start more if Spillane, if Barry's out. I think he, he he will start more. Oh, you okay? Um, suggesting half forward line. Actually, actually, it was funny. Actually, watching back the 2016 game, I don't know whether Kieran Wynn meant to say it, but he let the cat out of the bag um, when McCauley was down to start instead of Bastic. Uh, Whelan said he was speaking to Fenton last week and <laughs> Fenton said that he preferred to play in midfield with Dennis Bastic over Michael Darren McCauley um, because Bastic when he played obviously dropped a bit more so Fenton could be the attacking midfielder and uh, when McCauley started obviously McCauley was the, the go forward man oh, Fenton's nice. role obviously changed so I don't know whether he'll, he'll feel like that with Macker in midfield is McCarthy midfield is it McCarthy then tasked with the more defensive stuff they're obviously both so dynamic if they're both in midfield yeah, I think Dublin are going to play with six forwards up to challenge Kerry's defence. I think mm-hmm. Morley will probably pick up Kilkenny. Mm-hmm. Um, that's generally how it's gone in the past. But then they're going to tell you Morley's been doing a really an excellent job of kind of sweeping up in front of that full back line. That's they won't have that luxury of having a plus one. They try and engineer one. That's like a Jack Barry get him to drift back and maybe he can sit in front. But with McCarthy, look, he's naturally a defender, so. He compliments Fenton well. Fenton's best going on, on the front foot, but you've got to look at trying to protect the full back line and David Clifford. Like that's Dublin aren't going to sacrifice and go, we'll only play with four forwards and we'll bring two sweepers back. They're not going to do that. But you need to you need to have support for that full back line. Uh, that's kind of just general rule of thumb, but particularly against David Clifford. You can't, if you say Mick Fitzsimons, you pick up Clifford, you can't just say, Fitzy, you deal with that on your own. I don't think there's any defender in the game that can do that with Clifford. You need support and that's Aron McCarthy 
And that's why I feel like Johnny Cooper will probably play because he's so experienced in that, that kind of structure. He knows where he needs to be, particularly like Kerry are going to target that. They're going to pepper balls into the full forward line. So McCarthy kind of naturally can drift back, mm. maybe free up Johnny to kind of sit back in front of Fitzsimons and Lee Gannon. So that's that's an important thing for both teams. They, they won't have sweepers, but they'll try and engineer sweepers as the ball okay. to the pitch. They'll try and get someone to drop off to support the full back lines. I think that's the that's government yeah. don't seem to have six marking backs there that we've named out. You know, like Cooper wants to sit probably. Yeah. Like his days of tight marking, realistically, are he, his experience now is going to be a sit back and protect did, everyone else kind of a, a role. Did they, did they end when he got sent off with his tight marking against David Clifford in the first game of the 2019 All-Ireland Final? He was obviously tasked with the job that day. Yeah, that, that was a horrible gig. And it was a wide open game at the time as well. Yeah. But no, Cooper's a brilliant marker, but I just think that like his best attributes now, due to the massive experience he has winning all irons and everything, is to probably organise. Because at Steer that game, at that game, National League game in Tralee, Dublin didn't have any protection whatsoever. No one was really kind of looking to sit back or help anyone else out. Whereas Cooper would be far more into the team defence, which you yeah. need. You could see it in Newbridge, Paddy, couldn't you? All the organising he was doing in Newbridge that day. It's, it's just, it's so important at, at this stage of the championship, and we'll talk about Der- uh, Derry Gaw in a minute as well. You're, you're playing against the best forwards, like absolute stone cold killers in full, for- in full forward line at, at this level. You need guys. It's very difficult for one player to deal with that guy on his own. You need team defence. You need structure, particularly like say, Kerry are going to target this. That's why someone like Johnny Cooper, the experience he has, just totally and utterly understanding the game. Mm-hmm. totally present in the game this is what's needed at the minute if my man is drifting off let he's not dangerous the danger's here behind me in front mm-hmm. of Fitzsimons that's just comes with experience and game game management the game knowledge and I think Johnny is up there with the absolute best and definitely one of Dublin's best at, at that so that's why I think he will have an important role in trying to do that and trying to cover off that full back line so it's, it's a massive it's, a, it's mm. such an important role and Kerry are the exact same if, if you're looking at their side and you've Conor Callahan inside and Dean Rock and Cormac Costello they're going okay yes we've got Thomas Sullivan and Jason Fowler and these guys that they're going to be matched up with these guys but how do we make it easier for them how can we get because Ty Morley if, they're not going to leave Kenny off no. someone, someone has to go with him so do they let Opie Uglock come back or like I see it, it Jack Barry who has the athleticism to get up and down the pitch that when the ball is transitioning up in the, the Dublin half back line he's gone he's straight back he's letting off whoever he needs to and trying to sit back and protect the full back line so both teams will be trying to do that on Sunday um, and whoever again whoever does that best it goes a long way to winning the game I don't think Tyg Morley has marked to nearly anyone this year, do you know he's yeah. played that. Like, Teams he, don't really play. Well, he wants to see trot into eleven. He's Kilkenny, yeah, because he needs to be marked. Marked. There's no sitting back off him. No, well, Kenny has been playing twelve. I think he's been playing twelve. I know. I, yeah, I'd ra- I would rather see Kilkenny play twelve from a carry point of view. Do you know? Not because yeah. I can't mark him, but because the role that that Morty's playing this year it's is a kind of a is a more of the Cooper role, the protective role, yeah. which seems to, has shored us right up. Mm-hmm. But isn't that what we were saying? Like, teams have afforded carry that luxury by not playing guys up. And we would yeah. have felt this with our Dublin team. Very few teams actually played six forwards against us. 
They're, yeah. they're always worried about trying to shut our forwards down. So they, they, they play with five forwards, drop a guy back. And that kind of nearly played into our hands a bit as well, which both teams are going to play with six forwards on the weekend. There's not going to be a luxury of my man's dropping back there. I'm just going to sit back and try and protect the D. Like Morley is going to have to mark someone. Yeah. And I, I, more than likely, I think it'd be Kenny. James, you suggested ahead of the Mayo game that Kerry should go all out attack when I ask you to pick your front six. Do you think we're going to see Darren Moynihan, Sean O'Shea, Stephen O'Brien, Paddy, David Clifford, Paul Ganey as their front six this week? I think the way Kerry line up will be Steve Olby shooing for the wing. I reckon he could he could go Paddy Clifford 11. Okay. Because Paddy's best position is 11 as opposed to in the corner. And then a case of Darren Minan or Adrian Spillane that kind of more middle third. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and for the for the press to kick out and he'll go again in Clifford inside with Shawnee just off him I'd imagine. You don't think there's any danger that Jack O'Connor picks two of those workhorse type players in Darren Moynihan and Spillane in his half forward line because he had been playing that way in the league. I don't, I don't think so because you probably can't leave out anyone there. I think the Dublin don't have the markers to put up with those five out and out attackers. Put them on the back foot. That would be my, that would be the way I go I at think, it. I think that's what Kerry's going to do. Like, I'd be surprised if they tried to play conservatively. Like I, said, I don't think that suits them. Yeah. Like, and Kerry, Kerry be confident because the, their attackers are, they are playing an attack, even though they're kind of tight at the back. Mm. They're playing an attacking brand. And the way the Dublin are going to come at it, I think, is going to be an attacking brand. So there is going to be space there. So the only way to take advantage of that space is having the bodies up the field. If, if I was to be critical of Kerry in the Mayo game, they were very cautious of runners from Mayo, obviously, because a lot of Mayo's scores would come from yeah. their half-back line. Yeah. And Kerry found it not difficult, but they were slow getting back into shape. So you never saying, guys, really get shape, 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 get those five bodies up front again for, for uh, an option to kick the ball into and get someone off the shoulder because sometimes they were too spread out and they were too far away to kick to each other and it was a slow build-up. But I think if they can make that transition a bit faster against Dublin, we saw the Cork full back line struggle with Hurley and, and Sheridan. So mm. there's chances there, I think. I think so, that's what Kerry are going to target that. Kerry are going to try and get the ball up the pitch as quickly as they can to try and get those one-on-ones. Because you're right, they're, they're, they're match winners. Ganey, Ganey will fancy anyone he's on. Clifford is obviously, no matter who's picking him up, he's going to fancy it as well. Sean O'Shea will have a phenomenal battle with John Small. I, I, I agree. He might drift into the full back line. Mm. Not Small, or into the full forward line, because that's not Small. He's more natural position. So... You put no one marching on Paddy Clifford? Possibly, yeah. Yeah. So you're calling Small and O'Shea... The other thing to know as well, like Davy Byrne is back. Mm. Like he came on the last day, so we got minutes. He would have had to go through a lot just even being the mix for that. So he's another two weeks on. Davy Byrne could get an out here. Where do you, who like? Do you think that is that pushing Howard up the pitch? Is that is that Gannon possibly not starting? Like, what would you? Uh, well, Gannon was very good the last day, but it's, it's a very different role to what he, he's going to have to out and out mark someone. He's going to have to play traditionally as a cornerback. Yeah. On, on so that's a massive task, but. I wouldn't be surprised if if there were changes to that team. I'd say Davy Byrne would be in the mix to come in, okay? Um, because he is back. He's back now, and he's an important player for Dublin. He has been over the last number of years. So, yeah, um, I wouldn't be surprised if if he was in the mix as well. 
Yeah, that's interesting. If he's in the mix, there's obviously a couple of changes that can happen there, you know? You obviously put Howard to half forward. You're just going off that both teams have a full deck to pick from, which is quite rare. Usually there is a couple of knocks, particularly at this stage of the season. Mm. We obviously have the two headline ones and, and McCarthy and Khan. There, there could be other ones as well. So, so we don't know. But yeah. On the face of it, if you had the ideal full pack to go from, I think that would be the most likely matchups. A, a big ask for Lee Gannon, as good as he was going forward and, and the impact he had there. He's going to, it's a different role he's going to have to play than he did against Cork. He's going to be man marking someone and he's going to be, your defensive capabilities are going to be put to the absolute test. That's That goes for all six of double backs. There will not be a luxury of Kerry dropping forwards back and them having loads of space and time on the ball. This is literally, it's going to be man on man. You've got to deal with that first. And if you get support, if you engineer a plus one or a sweeper, that's a bonus. But you're going to have to do your absolute basics, the fundamentals really, really well. And that's the big challenge for them on Sunday. Yeah, even if Burns starts size wise, like Fitzsimons size wise and Clifford probably match up. Will yeah. Fitzsimons take Clifford? Like I couldn't see anyone else. You've known for Gainey. is going to peel off the cornerback in behind and look for that one over. Hmm. That's why he possibly can't have a merchant or a Gannon, probably. You think a burn, you think a burn has to go on Gainey, yeah. He could play. I wouldn't be surprised at that. Because yeah, like I, I thought the Mertz and Brian Hurley matchup was, was an odd one uh, the last day. Um, I thought Hurley actually did quite well. Obviously, the second half was a lot better, but yeah, I thought that was an odd, an odd matchup. Um, but Davey Byrne, yeah, when you, you look at it like that, who's best suited to do this? The only other person I could think of was Mark Clifford. I'd be interested to see was did they try and put John Small on Clifford? He's like he's he's mad mark. He's generally around the half back line where he's doing that. Like, could he possibly do a job there? Uh, it's it's a it's a possibility, but I, I do. I think Fitzy be on him, um, and then you're looking to try and damage limitations there. Try and hold him up as much as you can. Try and cut off the supply into him. It's the biggest thing. Because like I say, once Clifford has it in his hands, you're, <laughs> it's a different kettle of fish. Like he's at least getting a shot off. You know, he we seen it against Mayo out of the game, really not playing that well. Usher Mullins get the better of him and bang, won their goal. Just like that. That that's the quality he has. So um it there it's a fascinating battleground that carry full forward line, the double full back line. Yeah. The, the game could be won and lost right there in that section of the pitch. That's yeah. a very interesting one about the the John Small. Like that that's a matchup I'd like to see. I, I don't think I don't think anyone else will have the the strength for Clifford, you know. Would you like to see uh, an all action, a brace of half back like John Small coming back to mark you in the full forward line? It's a different role. Like, see, the defensive instinct that you have to have as a cornerback is so rare. <laughs> like to be left alone one v one and be comfortable there. There's not many fellas there, and half back never does it. There's a lot. There's a lot going on out in halfback. A lot of space. You're kind of covering off a long ball rather than actually getting behind your man and getting hip to hip. So if a car, if a wing back did come back, you'd be you'd be fancying your chances unless they kind of gave you reason for otherwise. But I think John Small is more than just a halfback. He's he is a defensive he animal. Is. He's a defensive yeah. animal. Yeah, and his strength and power and everything. That's different. That's different. <laughs> He's a pig of a man. Yeah. <laughs> Are you putting Tom Sullivan or Graham Sullivan on Cormac Costello and who is on Dean Rock? I'd have Graham on Rock. Okay. 
And then I'd have Tom Sullivan on Khan. On Costello? No. On Khan? On Khan, yeah. I didn't expect that. Uh, Tom would be the Tom would be the number one marker back there. Thomas wouldn't be on Khan, yeah. I thought it would have been Jason Foley, lads. No. No. I, it, it never has been today. These teams play each other all the time. Like, so you kind of know yeah. matchups that are just the same all the time. I think Thomas Sullivan is their best defender, so he'll go on Dublin's best forward, which is Khan. So. And Tom has gotten that. The first time Tom has been left off the leash was against Mayo last week. Before that, he was really doing man-marking gigs. So he's been he's been given that said you're doing the man marking job, and he's playing very well at it. So yeah, I fancy him on to to take up Khan with Morley covering. I think Morley's going to mark like Kenny. Okay, depends on what depends on what they do with Howard. Like it, we kind of just said there, the Howard won't be in those six backs. So if he plays, if he plays in half forward line, he probably won't play as high. Will he? He'll kind of come back a bit. Somebody's going to have to tag Gavin White. Like, where are these Dublin defenders have to tag what? Bugler, maybe. Or, or Scully, if he starts. Yeah. If you start worrying about halfbacks, though, you, like, you're, you're in dangerous yeah. territory. But you had to about Jack McCaffrey. You did, and that didn't... It didn't, it didn't work. Shambles when Kerry tried to do that. Yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't work. Jack scored really Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, your forward play. Yeah. No, I, okay. I don't think Dublin... They'll, they'll have a, a tactic that when he gets it, they'll know what they're going to do. Yes. Think they'll put a, they don't put a man marker on him. Okay. Okay. Anything else before we move on to go with Derry from from these two that you want to touch on before we we move on? No, I I, I think Kerry haven't beaten Dublin since two thousand and nine. This Kerry team haven't got over the line in a big game yet. I feel this new iteration of the Kerry team. Jack O'Connor's been brought back in. He knows the crack. He's won all Ireland's with Kerry before. Their target, without a shadow of a doubt. Is, is the All-Ireland and this is a massive massive test for them and until they win a game like this and until they win an All-Ireland that, that little question mark is always going to be there This it's an opportunity for Kerry to answer that on Sunday but on the same side it's an opportunity for, for this new Dublin team and it is a new this is Desi's team you know this is the third year there he's brought in guys lots of our shams have retired we've moved on it's Desi's team it's a new Dublin team and it's a massive opportunity for them as well to go we'll take out Kerry and I think before we go on to the game whoever wins this game is going to win the All-Ireland I, I feel I think these two teams are a step ahead of everyone else in the championship and including Derry and Galway in that but uh, it's just it's a brilliant game what a game to look forward to it's going to be a phenomenal game we can talk for hours and hours about it um, there'll be a massive crowd there and Made us, I hope we see all the best players not just as a Dublin fan but you want to see the best players in the pit so hopefully Khan and James McCarthy these guys are there so. James any last words before we move on last words I suppose you have a decade of losing to the dubs what's that I said you have a decade of losing to the dubs behind you in championship yeah. football yeah I don't I don't <laughs> think that this this Kerry team is going to take any any baggage with them. And I think that Dublin's weakness is in is in their full back line. Kerry's strength is there for yeah. forward line. If Kerry can get it right and get in ball in hand to Shawnee Shea, Ganey and Clifford, then I think they can have that pull away gap of the of the four or five points that would stop Dublin having that surge. 
Um, it's going to be an unbelievably hard game for both teams, but I think I, I would have carry favourites. I'm, I'm hoping to carry in the in the hoodoo Sunday. <laughs> okay, let's move on to Galway Derry. What are we expecting here, Paddy? I think it's going to be an unbelievably tight game again. Um, Derry were they were probably the most impressive team from the quarterfinals but they probably had the easiest draw as well but in saying that they executed their game plan they were ruthless like I said the goals they're scoring they will look to Rory Gallagher will have a plan for Gleeson's kickouts they'll go after that they'll have a plan for for the Galway attack the likes of Walsh and Comer but now Galway's big plus is that guys like Tierney and Finnerty stepped up the last day and it wasn't just for years it's Conroy, Walsh, Comer. Yeah. Last day against Armagh, it was Killian McDade. It was Finnerty, Manny, Manny Tierney. So yeah. that, that was a massive plus for Galway. But Derry will have a system to shut those guys down. He's Ganza. We just lost Paddy there for a second, James. So I'm going to try and add him back in in a second. Don't know what happened there. Maybe his laptop died. Did I just see you go get your charger? I just caught it before it went. Say. There you go. It's the same thing that could happen to Paddy there. What do you expect will happen between Galway and Derry this week? Well, I think that Galway are going to play the exact same way as they did against Armagh, which was they got bodies back. They were patient in attack. They didn't rush their attack. They didn't kick a lot of ball away. They played a very different style to Armagh, um, which would be a similar style to Derry, I reckon, whereas they kind of carried a lot of ball up, got a lot to Shane Walsh on the left-hand side, were clever with it, minded it, and then got good quality shots off through Finnerty, Tierney, as Paddy was saying. Mm. But those fellas, those fellas can kick. And when you're patient in attack and make sure you get a shot off, they have a great chance of scoring. Like So I know that Derry have been unbelievable this year, but I think Derry's main kind of attacking threat is through getting goals and knocking the life out of the opposition. I wonder, yeah. is there enough of a point um, kind of damage is it, can they get enough damage through points if the goals aren't going in against Galway that's the question yeah that would have been the question I would have had a couple of minutes into the Clare game as well I was looking at that game thinking that Clare actually had set up relatively okay in the first 7-8 minutes I think everything was going to plan for Clare no it wasn't even 7 it was 6 minutes before that kick out yeah. scuppered everything and like that just inflects a team and you know Connor Glass bursts through a minute later after the Heron goal and buries it to the back of the net. And Derry were awesome. Like those goals, all top corner. But in Derry, that first... Derry knew that they were the better team. D- and Derry that, probably knew there was goals on too. They did. And that can give you... That can give you impetus to go for the jugular when it's on. Whereas if you're playing a team that you fear is of the same standard of you or maybe better than you, you can take the safe option. Do you know what I say? Right, we'll chip a point here and get back. Press the kick out. But against Clare, like that Connor Glass goal was unbelievable. But they had a chance to take a point a couple of times in that move, but they went for the goal. Mm-hmm. Same with McKinless. So they, they could have taken points and they went for goals. I think that they'll have more respect for Galway in that they won't want to waste as many attacks. They'll want to get points on the board. So I can see them having an absolute goal surge against Galway. Plus, I think Galway are probably a bit better defensively since they went to the kind of more defensive approach. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to say Galway have huge questions to answer defensively, but what I am going to ask you is have Galway like why have Galway allowed Leeds to slip? Like f- like 5 points, 6 points up on Mayo, Mayo got it back to a point, possibly got to go over the line. They're nine clear risk common. 
that Rossi's getting back into the mix in the last couple of minutes, probably left it too late. The Armagh game ebbed and flowed so much that it's, it's hard to even know who was leading for half of that game when you're thinking back on it. Are there questions about Galway here that, you know, Derry can target them, Roy Gallagher can target their defence in any way? Or have you been impressed with them? Well, first things first, when you're up seven or eight points like they were against the Rossies, and they were up nearly that against Mayo, Mm -hmm. and they went up six against Armagh, the opposition has absolutely nothing to lose. It's like being 2-0 down a soccer match. It's easy to play when you're that. You're going to bomb on and you're going to go for it. That said, Galway do have a weakness, probably aerially, between their goalkeeper and their fullback. You saw that, that. Is, that is going to be an issue for them. That, that said, it's difficult to absolutely expose that unless it's in your kind of DNA as a team. Like when we were with Kerry, if, a, if an opposition had a poor fullback in the air or maybe their goalie was a bit susceptible to it, we had Donaghy as a ready-made asset. Mm-hmm. But you can't just create that out of nowhere. You can't just say, right, McGuigan, stand in the square there and we're going to launch ball in on top of you and Gleeson. So yeah. that's not going to happen. It's a pity, you got, pity Gallagher can't fly Callum Brown home from uh, from Australia. He obviously scored four goals the weekend. Big man to play inside. Yeah, no. But they don't have that. It doesn't feel like, like unless we've been waiting for Anton Tohill to come in and he's going to play full forward the next day, you know? <laughs> He'd do a job. But no, I think the Derry will do what they always do. What they've been doing this year is work for them. Sometimes you can you can read too much into a, def, uh, a weakness from the opposition. You can say they're weak here. Let's put all our eggs in that basket. Whereas sometimes you have to think, right? We've gotten this far on merit. Let's keep doing what we're doing. If mm-hmm. I if we had to say what can Derry improve on, it has to be kicking points from the right range. If they're in the areas against Galway and they're kicking them short or they're kicking them wide, a Galway break on them, they're going to be under pressure they won't get as many kind of chances as they would have gotten against Clare. You know, simple as that, I reckon. Paddy Andrews, we have you back. A little <laughs> bit of a laptop malfunction there. Give me time to throw my charger in. I was on 9% myself. Okay. Little water break as well. Half time. Go with Derry. We touched on it briefly there. We, we yeah. went on without you for about three ah, minutes. Thanks. It's the only time on the football pod we've ever gone without one of our, uh, one of our teammates. <laughs> Where do you think Derry Galway is going to be won and lost? Uh, I think Galway are going to win this one lads and okay. I I feel I don't think Derry are going to score enough to win this game I think Galway have been impressive and they've gotten better with each game I thought they were a much better team than Armagh although they, they almost threw it away they've had kind of sloppy finishes both in the Armagh game obviously which they got away with and the Connacht final against Ross Common but I think the template they used against Mayo and Castle Bar that kind of defensive solidity that they have that they've, that they've definitely added to their game from what, what they previously had I think they'll use that this weekend and then they're relying on like oh we have match winners and like you were saying earlier it's not just the Walsh and Comer show anymore they have a, a more than capable supporting cast there and I thought Killian McDade was outstanding and him and Paul Connery in the middle they're going to have an unbelievable battle with Connor Glass there for, for Derry as well but uh, Derry's greatest strength is, is being able to shut teams down. They target the, the opposition's best players and they have a plan for them. And Rory Gallagher will be no different this weekend. But I just think Galway have a little bit more firepower that's going to get them over the line here. The, the big, it's a massive game for both of these teams because it, what an opportunity to get to an All-Ireland final. What an opportunity. Both teams playing in Division 2 this year in the spring. 
Yeah. And here they are, one game away from an honor final. So you never know, do nerves come into it? Anything like that. I, I just think on the face of it, it'll be a tight game, but I just think Galway, even with Derry's defensive system, I think they have just too much firepower that'll get them over the line here. I, and I just don't think Derry are going to score enough. I think yeah. the fact that it's a semi-final is massive for both these teams, as you said. Like, it will play a part mentally because they finally have something to lose. Even that Galway Armagh game, it was kind of 50-50. There was no real pressure on Galway to definitely win it. Mm-hmm. But now there's an all-around final place at stake. Like that's massive mentally. Like there's no bit of baggage for both teams. So if we can win this game, we're going to be an all-around final. And they're like, that's something that might not come around that often. Yeah, it's so a massive opportunity for them. It's, it's the one chance they've got. They've got the right side of the draw. Both sides have to go out and just absolutely take that chance. But I'm with Paddy. I fancy Galway just have too much kicking power. I can't see Derry getting that many goals that they've been getting. Galway should have a plan in place to stop that and then hit them on the break with long range shooting. And Conroy didn't even have a shooting boots on as much the last day. So he's going to, he's going to want to come up and kick a few points. So no, I've go away from me. Is Shane Walsh going to go through the same torture he went through with James Morgan last week off the ball? On 100%. I would have thought so. Yeah. He has to. Who's going to do that to him this week? Well, in fairness, I was, I was watching the Shane Walsh Morgan matchup. And in fairness to Morgan, he didn't absolutely stick to Shane Walsh all game. He tucked in and he left Shane Walsh out in the wing for a lot of it, which was, which was excellent in terms of stopping Shane Walsh getting shots at the posts in higher positions. But Shane got a lot of ball kind of out the field and took it into those dangerous positions. So it'd be interesting to see what Derry do there. If I was... If I was Gallagher, I'd be putting someone absolutely sewn onto Shane Watts for the whole game. Do not give him a second on his own. Because and who would I, that be? Do you think McCaig will go out there? No, I, I don't think McCaig will go. Yeah, McCaig so. will play in. He'll yeah. play in the fullback, he'll pick up. If Colbert's in there, he'll take Colbert. Do you think? Or does Rogers go on Colbert? No, I think I think they'll leave Rogers come out again. Rodgers played midfield the last day against Darren O'Neill. He kind of went midfield for most of that. Yeah, he, he's effective out the field. I don't think his his best attributes are marking, whereas McCaig is not note marker. I think it's way too deep. To does, does McCaig, then go, McCaig doesn't go out onto Walston. If Walston's playing on half-forward line, drifting in and out of the play, like, you don't think McCaig's going to be the man for that? No, I, I can't see it. What, McKinless or someone? Or? There'd be too much running out there. Do you know? As, yeah. as, as I, I, I agree. I, I don't think it's a good I match. Felt, I felt like McCaig. Yeah, maybe not. I felt like McKay could have been. Maybe it's in previous years I've seen McKay go out the pitch, but I've seen him go out the pitch before, you know. I know he's, yeah. it's different being, being a cornerback and being out and watch. It's a very specific job, somebody who's that far out. But yeah. That, that's where you get to like McKay and Rogers have been outstanding. McKinless was, was brilliant in the Ulster Championship as well. Yeah. I just think Galway have such an array of match winners now. Yeah. Like you can't under, under, understate the importance of that Armagh win, how Matty Tierney played. He'd had a quiet year. We know how talented he is. And that was him arriving in the championship, I felt. I thought he was quiet in the, the Connor Championship, whereas that game against Armagh was his best of the season. And Killian McDade, everyone's looking at Conroy shooting three or four points from play. But McDade has that energy, the speed, the athleticism. We've seen it. Like him and Connor Glass, what a battle that'll be. Yeah. Two ex Aussie rules lads. I just think, oh, we have. I think Derry have too many fires to put out for trying to deal with, with all those Galway fellas. They'll have a brilliant system and they'll be hard to break down, 
but I, I, I just think Galway will have that little bit more quality and they'll get scores a little bit easier than what they're going to get. And, and Sean Kelly playing as well for, for Galway, by the way, is a, is a massive plus. It's huge. Um, he's such an important player in the defensive system as well. So the fact that he got off and we all, we all said he should have really got off um, is good as well. So I, I just think Galway are going to have a little bit too much. In terms of Derry's scoring prowess up top, um, it was well spread against Clare. Like McGuigan obviously was a star. I think he kicked one seven from play, one eight overall. Benny Heron. Benny Heron, three three yeah. so far this year. McKinnis has got two goals in championship football. Paul Cassidy, who's somebody who wasn't be wouldn't really be known as a shooter, is one four from half forward. Glass is one two. Rogers, Connor Doherty, Emmett Bradley off the bench, each have three points. Nile Lachlan has kicked one eleven. Galway spread of scores is, is a bit more even. I'm very surprised that Matthew Tierney only has three points. Did he get them all the last day? But he, he, he was he was slow start, didn't he? To, yeah, he was quiet in the Connacht Championship, and quiet is the nice way of saying he didn't really impact the game at all. No, but we know how talented he is. Last day, yeah, yeah. Uh, Even the confidence boost that the Tierney will have after scoring the penalty, like that makes you that makes you so part of it and such an important member. He stepped up and took the winning penalty and had that moment with his teammates. I think he'll be on an absolute high come the weekend. So I, I think he'll have, he should have, he should have the kind of, the just the spark to, to kick on. Yeah. Sometimes you just need that, that one day that just everything goes for you. And he had it the last day. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cause Comer, Conroy, seven points apiece. McDade won seven. Heaney obviously popping up with two, four. Patrick Kelly with three, two. Got two goals early in the Connacht Championship. Rob Finnerty, I'm actually surprised when he has 13 points, but he's been picking off three or four points a game. He's been mm. that third man in the goal with the forward line. We mentioned it before. Are you expecting Rob Finnerty to be shut down this weekend or are you expecting there, it there'll, be, there'll be a focus on him? He's, he's kind of maybe gone under the radar a bit, which definitely, like we said, has its advantages that the focus has been on the kind of marquee forwards and he's gone quietly about his business, chipping over two or three points from play. Yeah. He is on the radar now. And again, the, the challenge the goal with forwards are going to face, they're going to have probably 10, 11, 12 bodies back inside their 45 metre line. So you've got to be patient on the ball. You've got to probe. You've got to get the ball to your shooters. Mm-hmm. Not panic on the ball, not four shots. You've got to be patient on it. And a guy like Finnerty, who is a sharp shooter, he can just get it and clip it over. Like you were talking about James, get the ball in his hand and half a second later, He's, he's took a shot and it's over the bar. He's, he's an unbelievably important role because they are going to they're going to try and frustrate Galway. They're going to try and slow their attacks down. They're going to try and get bodies back and clog up the centre channel. Guys like Finnerty around the edge, Shane Walsh, McDade, these type of guys, that's that's where they're going to be shooting from. And, and I think it is, it's a key strength for him. So he has a massive role. I wouldn't understate the role he has to play if he goes well, that could be a big thing for, for Galway winning this game. I think that if, I think that if Derry are going to win, they're going to have to keep it to 14 or 15 points. Yeah. Which is manageable. But even then, they'll be lucky at probably getting a goal. So they'll probably be, they're probably looking at 111, 112 is probably where they're going to hit in this game. And the same if they, if they moved on. So they have to be able to keep Galway to 13, 14 points. It's going to be very difficult. Jimmy, though, like, as good as they've been, you just feel like, again, at this stage of the chapter, we touched on it last week after quarterfinals, there's the margin for error is so small now. Any sort of weakness you have is going to be preyed upon by your opposition. And, and if I'm looking at Derry, one question mark you're having of them is, are they going to score 
enough in the biggest games. Mm-hmm. Is 112 or 113 going to be enough to win this game? I don't think it is. Can they go and, and look, they get five goals against Clare? Can they get two or three goals on Sunday? I think they'll probably need that to win this game because like, if it comes down to a shootout, Galway, Galway are better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we had suggested as well or James suggested when we lost you for those couple of minutes, Paddy, that Derry don't necessarily have the players, the, the personnel to adapt their game plan to pepper ball into that Galway full back line. They don't really have the physical specimen in there. I'm like, I think they'll try it because it's definitely a, an area of concern for Galway. We've seen that yeah. all through the season. So that is something and, and like I say, Rory Gallagher and Derry will have a plan for this. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be for the whole 70 minutes, but I think there'll be stages in this game where it might be five minutes before half time or 10 minutes at the start of each half maybe where it's like we got the ball anywhere around the middle third, launch it, put it in there um, because you've seen the joy our man had out of it. Yeah. in the last couple of minutes in the, in the quarter final but that's an area that they're definitely going to try and attack James Paddy has nailed his colour to the mass He's- yeah I fa- no I, I, I'm going away I'm going away for this um, I think they've improved and I said it after the penalty shootout winning that penalty shootout having the the minutes in the tank to go extra time penalties training that week would have been unbelievable like. <laughs> and the, I think that the focus they've had they'd have had to change the focus and make sure they're they're focusing in this game but the carrot of not Ireland final for these lads yeah it's massive I just think that it's been on their mind for longer than it's been on Derry's mind so I think I think Galway will have it that said if 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 you were to say two weaknesses both goalies are going to be under pressure this weekend <laughs> like there, there is no doubt about it. It's been high profile. The poor goalies can be got at, whether it's through the kick out or through the long ball in, they're going to be under pressure. And that only takes one to go wrong. And it's a different game. Derry are slight favourites. In the bookies. Are they? Yeah, Derry are oh. slight favourites. Derry are evens, go away 11 to 10. Jeez. Yeah. On the back of what? I can't see how they came up with that. Even in the league game, Galway gave Derry a good dusting. Now, Derry, we're down, we're down Derry, a couple of bodies. Yeah, it's hard to read. We said it, Jimmy. It's hard to read at the bloody league games when mm-hmm. you're at this stage. It's like a different sport from, I think yeah. it was an old bag, wasn't it? And there was yeah. lads missing in bloody February, whereas now... Yeah. Um, it was a crazy win that day as well. Yeah. So, like, look, I, I think this is close. I'm not saying it's a, it's a complete slam dunk for Galway, but I, I just think they'll have a little bit too much. I, I think maybe two or three points. Um I'd, I'd love to see Derry win it to be honest I think it's been a, an amazing story mm-hmm. of what they've done this season the journey they've been on we've seen the same yeah. for him winning the Ulster Champions things like that but I, I'm just going to edge towards Galway for this one yeah. okay I really don't want to curse who are you say Tom I really don't want to curse them I really don't want to curse Galway and I feel you're like you're leaning on Galway as well are you? I, I, I called Derry earlier in this championship for a big win against Tyrone and I backed against them every, nearly every time since I backed them against Clare, obviously. <laughs> but I spoke against them in a few different areas. I've been very impressed how far they've got to. You sure you took Clare to beat them the last day? I didn't. I gave Clare, I gave yeah. Clare <laughs> a I said you were being You did not give him a chance. You 100% backed him. You were nailing going, Clare going to win this one. I mean, <laughs> really joked on my latte here. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I thought that, I thought that Clare would have caused Derry uh, a little bit more problems. And I, I, I just, I'm not sure yeah, I, I, I'd have similar questions about Derry's ability to shut Galway down in Croker, the amount of trust they have. So I'm going to slip on yeah. and go Galway. Yeah, yeah. And then let's get the calls for Kerry Dublin. Let's hear it. 
James, who are you backing to win this week? Just in a word. I'm backing Kerry. No, I always back Kerry, not to be fair. Paddy, but I'm know. sticking with him. Paddy. I'm backing the dubs for this one. Okay. Hey. No cute, no cute. What's no, the cute heroism? No, no gamesmanship. I'm backing. I think Dublin are going to win this one. I think Khan will be playing. I hope, bloody hope he's playing. If he's not, it's a bit, he, he, it's, it's a massive loss if he doesn't play. But I'm going for a Galway Dublin all in the final. I'm going for Galway Kerry all in the final. Oh, yeah. We'll have a bit of crack in there, Jimmy, anyway, though. Two of us yeah, you two boys. Are live two, updates. The two boys yeah. are going to be live and off the ball with Ashley and Ryan. You're wearing a carry, ch- wearing a carry jersey in, Jimmy. I will face paint and headband. <laughs> some view you from there. bring a flag into the press box as well, eh? <laughs> that frowned upon. Some view from there. Derry Goal is going to be fairness. exciting, but I actually think one of the best things about Saturday is going to be Westmead Cavan in the Tatchin Cup final and you know, class I, game. I know we spent the guts of an hour on Dublin Kerry there. I think we were in a rights to do that. But but this game, <laughs> Cavan Westmead, like it's going to be a high scoring affair. I'm going to put it out here right away. I think Westmead are going to win this game and going to beat Cavan. If um, you're going on the semis, what we seen a couple of weeks ago, Westmead were by far the most impressive team. They they obliterated awfully, really. Cavan kind of threatened to do that. They had a brilliant first quarter against Sligo, and you're thinking. They're going to absolutely steamroll them here. And then they were really poor for the rest of that game. So if you're looking purely in the face of those semi-finals, Westmead were probably in better form. Mm. But I'm looking, I, I would have tipped Cavan for this right from the start of the Salton Cup. And mm. kind of based around their performance against Donegal in the Ulster Championship, but they really could have won that game. Yeah, they were very good. They won Division 4. Like I said, they're, they're not a brilliant Division 4 team, but they were better than that. They just had a bit of a meltdown last season to get relegated. But I, I'm going to tip Cavan for this one, but... It's more, it's not on recent form, I suppose. It's more from what we seen earlier on, particularly in, in the Ulster Championship, that game against um, against Donegal. I, I think, again, they've match winners there as well. Westmead do as well, but guys like Paddy Lynch. McKiernan. Yeah, they've got, I, I just think Cavan are going to nick that one. I think it'll be a really good game though. Be massive crowd from Cavan as well. Yeah. Um, big crowd on Saturday altogether. So. Cavan's midfield, James. Galligan, James. James Smith and Thomas Galligan. You're big fans of both of those boys. Yeah. Both yeah, are serious operators. Very good. Gone up against and they have been for a while. Yeah, they have been. They've been like, quality. From, those, from that semi-final, the Westmead Offaly one. Offaly were caught so often turning the ball over in their attack and having nobody back. And Westmead just seemed to have legs to burn in the half-forward line, half-back line just to absolutely yeah. punish I think the Cavan will be cuter on the ball than Offaly. They won't turn over as much and they have those shooters plus a bit of quality around the middle. I think the Westmead will have less opportunity to break. And if Kevin, if Cavan can get set up and stop them coming forward with pace, if you remember that League 4 final against Tip, mm-hmm. oh. a very slow very game. Slow. Try not to remember if it was that. I, yeah, yeah. I think the Cavan will go for something similar. Whereas Westmead like the fast turnover break, have runners show the legs. So it'll be two different styles and depends. Depends. Mickey Graham, Mickey Graham will have Cavan well set up for this. Yeah. I, I agree with Westmead, a big plus for them that it was always kind of hustling they were relying on for all their scores. They've got like O'Toole, Sam McCartan, and these guys. He's got he's got a supporting cast, much similar to what, what we said about Galway, that Westmead can rack up scores. You know, they push Kildare all the way. They're, they could easily won that game against Kildare as well earlier on in, in the summer. Um, and they have been impressive through this Talda Cup, particularly that semi-final, but Cavill will provide, will ask a lot more 
tougher questions than, than Offaly did. Um, and that's why I, I just think they're street smarts and the match winners. I, I think Cavan probably, I think they'll nick this one. Okay. Um, Are you going to Westmead? I see. I, I call Westmead from the start. I just thought Westmead had. Did you go Westmead right from the get go? Yeah, pretty much. I just thought they were the perfect, perfect team for a competition like this. I just think they've been unlucky, like where they've ended up in Leinster again. Like I think they've had a pretty decent side over the seven or eight years. Um, do you know if they'd come up in a Leinster final against anyone other than Dublin in a couple of those years? I think Westmead probably would have beaten Kildare Mead throughout most of that decade. Um, so I think there's a very good core of a Westmead team there. That's that's just where. Who you going with Jimmy? I didn't actually see Kevin's semi-final of the Telton, so I'm going to go at Westmead. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true analyst. <laughs> well, I haven't actually watched any of these games, but no, I didn't see. I, I didn't see Kevin, Kevin looked. I put it to you this way: Kevin looked at home and Croke. They had ten different scores in the first half. Lovely scores from play, but Sligo had so many goal chances. They had so many goal chances that day, and he easily. Paddy O'Connor should have had about five yeah. goals. You know, yeah, Niall Murphy, Niall Murphy comes on in the second half. Very direct, stylish, probably a bit more dynamic than John Heston. Kevin, Kevin were poor in that game. Yeah. They were poor. Murphy caused serious problems. Yeah, if they played like that again, which made him win this game, but I, I just think Kevin have an extra gear. And again, it's kind of based off earlier on in the summer, more so than what we've seen in Crow Park two weeks ago. Uh, I think they'll have a massive Kevin. Like they absolutely, they'll, about 30,000 Kevin people at this game as well. There'll be a massive push. And, and do you know what? With the Talton Cup, it's a, it's been a success. And for, yeah. for teams like Cavan or Westmead, where you say that they're kind of struggling to get wins in their, in their provincial championship, the beauty of the Talton Cup is that they have games like this in Croker, height of the summer. And that, that, I, I think it's a perfect final. I, th- I think they're the two best teams that have been in this competition. Uh, and it's fitting that they're both in the final. It'd be a big win for either county. To get silverware and Croker, Cavan obviously already got it this year with Division Four, um, but I think it's be a big win for them to kick on. Um, I, I, that's why I just I tip. I think they win by a couple of points. Okay, whoever wins it will have a long break to kind of be winners. Do you know, like they're going to yeah. carry that. Like that'll bring them closer. They'll probably put in an unbelievable winter in terms of training. It'll give them a serious boost for their for their league next year. Like I, whoever whoever wins it, I think it's a massive thing to win, just because of they won't be used to winning silverware. Yeah. Like how yeah. much does that bring you on as a group? It'd be unbelievable for them. Carry on, have a great winter in terms of the gym, in terms of your conditioning, and launch into next year. So even for that, huge character. Yeah. By the way, in terms of the in terms of the attendance at the weekend. Yeah. Uh, we're hoping Kerry Dublin is going to be close to a sellout. Yeah, I would have thought so. Yeah. For Galway Derry, what are we looking at? Seeing as there's two games, who who there'll be, ma- there'll be a massive Derry following. I think there'll be a massive Cavan following. Galway, I, I don't know. What? I think you're going to get a big Galway following. I just think yeah. when the after the experience, the collective experience yeah, yeah. of what happened with their Mac game, I think you're going but to get a big Galway. It, it's such an opportunity for both those counties. Yeah, to get it's hard to predict the attendance. So it's yeah. like it's not like Derry are going in against a, a carrier Dublin winner. They're, they're going to be up against it to win. It's such, it's so tight to call. It's a massive opportunity for both those counties. Um, I, I'd be surprised if there's not. I think you're looking seventy thousand again. Yeah, between the four for, for Westmead as well. Like it's their opportunity to win, win silverware in Crow Park. Next year, Cavan have loyal fans. They'll have the whole the whole village be out for, out for that. So I think it'd be a massive crowd. 
both days in Croker, which is great. That's what, what we're hoping for. Yeah. And Ticketmaster is is getting an awful rap at the moment. In terms oh, of the some manner scandal which... or something, was there was there something going on? What they're doing, they said they put tickets on sale at the start, right? Yeah. And it's Hogan unavailable or Cusack unavailable. You end up with Canal End or something like that or Nelly. Is that happening yeah. for every game or is it just happening? Go on, yeah. It's go happening on. for the last couple anyway. And then that's if you go early and then a couple of weeks later, you might go back and look and there's a Hogan available, but you've already bought your tickets. Do you know? There is a bit of, there is a bit of hassle with them. Is there bad seats in Croker? I've watched Croker. I've watched games in Croker in every corner, every tier of that stadium. I'd rather be in the Hogan than the old Nelly stand now, to be fair. But no, you never still safe. But, uh, no, we'll, we'll enjoy it from the press box with the seventh tier now. Who are you Crazy. getting tickets for, James? Huh? Who are you getting tickets for? Uh, no, I just heard it run town. No, I, no, no, kind of it. no, no I've, I've seen that too. I, I don't, I don't know if yeah, it's... Yeah, I've seen somebody come about it last week. There was people giving out about it. All right. I thought it was the, the county board. The attendance well. for the hurling was an absolute joke. Yeah, 30, 39 at a semi. Yeah. That, they should be sanctioned over that. <laughs> <laughs> Kikani Kikani lads are like you lads Jimmy they only go to the finals yeah well hopefully yeah, they're yeah. hopefully they're massive they can't exactly have that far to go yeah it's an hour spin an hour and a half but there was only 50 at the other semi wasn't there it looks yeah, like a bigger crowd at the Limerick Alley one there was a better one but still only 50 yeah yeah I hope yeah. they're sold out the weekend because I hope so too it makes a difference it makes a massive difference and I hope they don't leave after the first game they won't in fairness, but yeah, the last day after the first game, it took a little bit away from the from the atmosphere when the Armagh crowd. I say a lot of them were kind of gone, um, but I hope I hope they stay for the two games because it makes some difference. Mm-hmm. Okay, couple of quick wire question, boys. You've been very good with your time. Apologies again to anyone. I've actually got a couple of WhatsApp messages when we've been live here. What time does tonight mean? You've messed up my Tuesday waiting for the football ball. So we <laughs> loyal, loyal supporters. Yeah, like we really do. A lot, a lot of schedules are, are tuned in to listen to the football pod early on a Tuesday morning or late in the Monday night. So we are very sorry. It will not happen again. I hope. Okay. A couple of questions. Um, and just to mention, sorry, as well. This weekend, like it really is a, a festival of football. Friday night, we've got Mayo Galway in the all yeah, and a minor, minor final. final. That's in the Hyde. It's quarter past seven. It's going to be on TG Carr. I'd recommend throwing it on. It's going to be a, a cracking game. I've we'll caught watch a the of minor hurling final on Sunday. Heartbreaking oh stuff. Oh, Cruel. man. Cruel. I was actually, I was gutted for them. Like, yeah. I really was. I was like, ah, oh, extra man. Three, four points up going at the injury time. Ah, oh, that's a hard way. Whatever about penalties, that is a hard way to lose yeah. in all our final. And the seeds, the, the kids like on the pitch after. Jeez, heartbreaking stuff. Stonewall Ray Card in, in that game. Through the hurt. Through the hurt. Oh, <laughs> highly dangerous. That should, that should <laughs> an, open, an open goal penalty. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was yeah. a Stonewaller. Yeah, I don't know. But hopefully, it spurs those awfully boys on to greater things in their yeah in their careers. Yeah. And there's a thirty for thirty made down the line, and we look back at it. So you got the I always say it, sometimes losing those games when you're young is way better. Because yes. walking around town as a legend at seventeen or eighteen, <laughs> no favors. That's what, that, that's what that's what happens. Like they don't. You get completely carried away with getting a pat in the back. It softens you, and you know you need you need to kick up the arse at that age. You recommend you're going around Clarny now, Jimmy? What a legend! James, you recommend getting a twenty point tanking by Cork at under twenty one level? Is that what it is? Straight in the out, it does. Tell you, it does. It does. Okay. 
Uh, also, we've got the All Ireland Junior semi-finals this weekend. We have Warwickshire, New York, in Abbottstown, five o'clock Friday night. London against Kilkenny. Kilkenny's oh, Paul Murphy. Murphy. Just a shout out here, crossover. Paul Murphy, the hurling pod, is playing for Kilkenny this week. So you boys might keep an eye out on Sunday because the All Ireland Junior Final is then going to be played on Sunday at one o'clock as a curtain raiser to Dublin Kerry at half three. Oh, it's in Croker, is it? Oh, okay, it's in Croker on Sunday, and then Very Saturday good. it is. Westmead Cavan at three, Galway Derry at 5.30. Right. A couple of these questions have already been answered. So Jim and Foley wanted to know. Um, love the show. Super job, lads. Do you think David Moore should start versus Dublin? He had a brilliant game against Mayo and lasted the full no. game, but does he have the legs to Dublin's field? From, should Jack spring him from the bench instead? Toss from the lads. So, Paddy, you said no. Uh, James? What we spoke about earlier, I, I would say no. If Jack Barry's not playing, I think he will start. He has lots of attributes and lots of strengths, but I think... Jack Barry's better suited playing against Dublin than David Moore. Okay. I would love to see David on the field. I think he's a fellow who's made for that day. Do you know that big game against Dublin? He has the experience. He's put down those days. He's played well. If it meant moving David O'Connor to 10, ooh, I don't think it's the worst thing if Kerry had to do that. But I would play Jack Barry, but I'd love to see David Moore play as well. Okay. Um, Quillen is asking about the golf ask Paddy about the golf how's it going Tom O'Connor wants just to just watching it here now in the corner as well how come Paddy didn't get invited to play the JP Pro-Am that has to be joke. sorted out absolute That's joke joke is right um, yeah. Piers Corcoran wants to know in terms of Mayo what do players look for if anything when a new manager is put in place we had a bit of breaking news last oh. week that Andy Moran has agreed to stay on for another two years as Leitrim manager. He got that done very early. Yeah, Great news for Leitrim football all yeah. around. So we know for a fact that Andy is not in the mix for the Mayo job. But setting that aside, in terms of Mayo, what do players look for, if anything, when a new manager is put in place? See if he likes you. <laughs> First and foremost. Uh, no, the big thing, Mayo don't have another game until... January. Mm. So there's there's time for someone to be put in place. They don't need to rush it. Like I said, it's not the end of the world. Like it's not, I know it was a poor season how it finished up the league final, losing to Galway and then comprehensively beaten against Kerry. And it felt like the same old issues were there for Mayo again. But there are still some serious players there. There's talent that they're in the minor final on Friday. You know, they're in division one. It is a good job. It's an appealing job for people. Mm-hmm. Um, whoever whoever they do settle on um, and they'll have time they'll have time they make a call on this maybe September October time get get a plan in place and then try to hit the ground running next year and it looks like, I think James Horan's time would probably just come to an end anyway as brilliant as, as he had been as a servant for Mayo I, I think they probably needed something they needed things to be freshened up mm-hmm. that's fair James, did you ever get involved in any managerial calls? Were you ever in the background <laughs> there? <laughs> uh, did we have to get rid of him? Yeah, we're bobbing about like, like Chelsea there, office politics. What, it, what I would say is, if a new manager's going in, if he can lay down an unbelievable first impression that everyone goes, whoa, this is different, this is new, this is exciting, and have a good winter at it like that. Whereas if, if you go in, it's more the same, or you know, he doesn't shake things up enough, it could be a bit of a donor, not a donor, but you just don't take the advantage of the change. I think go in there and shake it up and mm. see if you can do something different. I can't wait to see who they appoint. It's yeah. going to be it's a massive appointment for them and for whoever gets it. It's an unbelievable opportunity. It's huge. It's I huge. think they go. Will they go outside county? Well, I don't mm. think so. 
I don't know actually who's in the mix for Tommy I know straight away uh, obviously Andy would have mentioned but around but do you know of anyone who's in the mix for I, I, will, get, right I will get there's a couple of club managers in the mix um, Dempsey Lindell Shea player manager in the mix um, <laughs> I, I don't know what do you think <laughs> I don't think so uh, Jimmy <laughs> Sloan so yes, Jimmy Sloan is in the mix I think <laughs> uh, your man Tim what's his name was actually 200 to 1 in Paddy Forward last night <laughs> I'm actually looking the, for the, the fundraising guy yeah. I'm, oh, looking, I'm looking for the specials here now yeah I'd give it to him um, <laughs> I'm just wondering yeah there's a couple look there's plenty of people in Mayo who, who definitely would uh, put their hands up I'd say and uh, it would be uh, the ultimate insult if they went outside the county I suppose would it? it's just I, not done I just don't think they're going to do it like what's to make of the way Cork did business this week Kieran Kingston steps down and bang 24 hours later Pat Ryan has announced as a new hurling manager in a three year deal it was done so quickly like in me there's there's uh, a very good committee at the minute who are working away in it and we've what's got the no murmurs on me Tommy what's very very few there's, there's three very smart people involved in making the decisions right. at the minute and I'm looking forward to hearing who they come up with very little has come out so far I know that Bernard Flynn was proposed by one of the clubs oh, I'm yeah. not sure who he had in the mix with him hadn't heard of any other managerial propositions apart well, from that. he can't give any players to the 20s anyway after his day. or left to give them all to the 20s actually yeah give it up yeah different squad <laughs> in the league he yeah, walked so, from the 20s didn't he he did yeah. he did walk from the 20s there was a fallout over, over he took uh, the captain. players yeah so yeah, that'll be interesting to see what happens to me. There's a question. You don't want to talk Davey, about that, obviously. Davy Burke for me or Monaghan. <laughs> Banty, uh, Banty back down for Santa. Banty, Banty's gone too. Like, there's big jobs in the mix here in the football, yeah. lads. It's another big winter. There was nine jobs last year. There's going to be five or six. There's a Monaghan, Mayo. Uh, we're definitely forgetting one or two as well. Antrim we? is there's There's one McGinley is obviously. Leash. Left Are Antrim. we going to say Leash? Um, no, Leash. You have uh, Billy Sheenson and Leash. Oh, Billy Sheenson and Leash. Yeah, yeah okay. there's, there's still. So yeah. there's a few few jobs. Like, we try to name the half rent lads, are we? As, as a collective. Yeah. Now, we have a couple of questions in here. Is it late because Tommy's hanging? Is the pod late because yeah. Paddy was playing golf? No, the pod is late because collectively we all let the side down. So we're all hanging today. Yes. Yeah. Last question. Low energy <laughs> pod here from Trolldine. <laughs> I better now wrap it up and I better get the pod up so people can have a listen. Yeah. Um, lads, yeah. last one. Is it worth bringing back the Railway Cup for the autumn winter period? I never played it. I, I wouldn't. Uh, did, I don't think it's, it's on agendas at the moment. There's no week free anyway. Either you play it, no? And you can't shorten the inter-county season for the clubs and then bring back another competition in the middle of the club season. Well, I was actually meant to play it one time and I broke my wrist ah. um, the, like the week before it. Uh, so, no, I never, never played it. Look, it was a great competition traditionally, but mm. I just don't think there's been an appetite for it for years. Yeah. So, I don't think that's going to happen. There's, there's too many, too many important things to mention. Um, so they're, they're trying to fit in we were talking last week about guys being absolutely flogged and trying to fit the Sigerson in trying to fix the 20s in the 17s right in the middle of the club season then you're not going to put in a yeah. railway cup yeah yeah. yeah. Like yeah. even down here right the East Kerry Championship the O'Donoghue Cup is massive right that's only a small divisional tournament that's run over five or six weeks yeah but you wouldn't even tag out the week before that, yeah. just to make sure you're right. So yeah. the, you're you're ruling out six weeks there, mm. just on a divisional competition. Never mind your county leagues, your county championships, your club championships, your intermediates. Do you know? 
there's no time for all that stuff anymore to actually take it seriously. Yeah, we'll have to come back to it a couple of years and everything's fixed and the structure fixed. Yeah. Okay. Buried the all before you walk. We had big news last week as well. The football pod is going on the road once more. We had a great time in Castle Bar oh. at the end of May. We are confirmed that we are going to have our second ever live road show on Thursday, the 14th of July, about nine days before the All-Ireland Senior Football Final, four days after the All-Ireland Semi-Finals. So it was Thursday week. It's in the Kilmacook Croaks Clubhouse. Yeah. Tickets have been flying out the gap. There's still a few left, we'll say. We're going to give away a couple of competition as well. Um, and if you have any family, Paddy, going, I can sort you out. I'll have a few lads going, all right. It's uh, doing it. We'll see. Over, right, so over anyone the and he hasn't bought them yet. Snap them up because Paddy is bringing the whole clan. James, anyone coming <laughs> up from Kerry first? I might bring up one or two. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Are you looking forward to it? Getting back out again on the road? Can't wait. Sure. Last time, in fairness, Castabar was brilliant. It was class. Yeah. Great crack. Great crack. Great crowd. A uh, bit of crack as well. So I fancy that uh, it'd be interesting now. We'll be reviewing the Dublin Kerry game as well. So hopefully... Well, we dubs are true when we're preparing for an all the final. I think you get a few more people yeah, coming along to it, but uh, it should be a great night out in Croaks. Massive club here in Dublin, obviously. Um, and just only a few minutes from the city centre as well. Savage. So, the Lewis ten, goes to Croaks, doesn't it? Yeah. Out in Stalorgan there, so the free 10 train. minutes you'll be the in town. free train, James. We go crack now. Jamie, book the Friday off work. <laughs> yeah, we had that trouble the next day. We all at work the next day. <laughs> Driving home at 6am now be tricky enough Anyway uh, Yeah that'll be good Ronan Ronan Hurricane Wants to know Can we get Paddy or James To do a forfeit At the live show Depending on who wins On Sunday What <laughs> forfeit Are we talking about like? mm, Might have to have a think About that Paddy we'll be announcing One of our big guests Later this week So Tweet it from you Will you When we announce it Oh really I always try yeah. to tweet Yeah I know you do Yeah but it'll be big It'll be big news So we're looking forward right. To announcing that Thank you to everybody at home For listening in Once more this week It is a longer pod Than usual Thank you for bearing with us. Thank you for your patience and hanging around for us. Paddy and James, it's been a pleasure once again. Best of luck this weekend, boys. Have fun Magic. with this box. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a box office weekend. It's going to be epic. Can't wait to talk next week. Cheers, boys. <laughs>